G'day, teabaggers. It's Will here, uh, as usual. I'm, I always introduce myself. I'm never sure why. Hey, uh, this episode is with a guy called Andy Peters. Andy Peters has never been on the show. You can find him uh, at on Twitter at, at Andy, A-N-D-Y underscore Peters. Uh, he's great. I think you're going to love him. So if you do love him, uh, let him know. I think he's going to be a new part of the Tofop Fofop family. It's always nice when you have a guest on for the first time and they just get it. We had a ball talking, so I hope you guys are going to enjoy it as well. It's a nice silly episode, but in a good way. And um, yeah, anyway, the time flew by, so I hope it will for you guys as well. Hey, I'm going to do a couple of quick plugs up here at the top. Uh, a couple of things. Um, I know that you guys have been wonderfully supportive of the podcast and I thank you very much. And I know that you guys understand the way that I'm trying to do the podcast, which is, you know, I get all these people on and, you know, if you like them, you tell them that they've done a good job and maybe you support something they're doing that's going to be cool. So I've got a couple of those uh, this week, if I could. Firstly, All Things Comedy, which is the network in the US that this podcast is on. Um, uh, I don't mention it enough. All Things Comedy, they're doing a fundraiser. So they're doing a $5 fundraiser and uh, basically they're goal is to produce top quality podcasts at the new all things comedy studio in hollywood so they've got a studio together basically and so they need to fund it so that people can go and record podcasts there which is cool uh so if you want to help that out all you got to do is go to tubestart.com and uh buy a sticker that says i support all things comedy so five dollars uh that's how you support it so that that's pretty easy so if you uh, like any of the podcasts on the all things comedy network a check out the network uh but b if you want to support that that's a good way to do it. And also, uh, Daniel Sloss. Now, uh, speaking of people who get the podcast, I know that you guys have loved the Daniel Sloss episodes. I've certainly loved having Daniel on. He's a, a superstar. And Daniel's got something uh, going on as well. Uh, Daniel and Tom Stade, who's a brilliant comedian, are trying to make an internet sitcom, right? Now, they're crowdsourcing it, and they're trying to raise 25,000 uh, pounds. They've got a couple of thousand at the moment, but... Uh, they obviously they want to hit their target so they can make this thing so um i'm going to tweet about it i'll put the link up on the facebook page and all that sort of stuff so you can find it uh but i'm sure if you just type in indiegogo and daniel sloss um you'll find it as well i'll find daniel sloss on uh, on twitter and follow him up there but if you can help out if you love daniel uh, on the podcast you know like seriously when it comes to these things as we've seen from the uh earbuds one as we've seen from days one in melbourne every bit counts and there's a bunch of really cool rewards and stuff so if you've liked daniel on the podcast and maybe you're a fan of daniel you can go over and check out the rewards and maybe that'll be something that'll be interesting to you so uh, please check out daniel sloss or even if you can't support it even if you don't have the money but maybe you're on twitter or facebook uh find uh, daniel's twitter and facebook find the link to the project and share the project around because that's what you can do you know, and that does make a difference because somebody might see it and they might want to support it. Uh, here's some things I'm doing. Oh, I should apologise. Um, I hope nobody came out to Hermosa last night to see me perform with uh, Brad Garrett. I was in a car accident. Um, yeah, a pretty severe one actually. Uh, not not my fault at all. Uh, completely the other person's fault. He ran a red light and went straight in my side. Um, luckily, I didn't have a passenger with me or shit would have got fucked up. But I, I'm fine. My hips are a bit sore, but my hips are always a fucking sore. So, you know, uh, I'm perfectly fine. It was a bit traumatic at the time and it was on my way out to the gig, so I did not make it last night. Um, I would like to say a massive thank you to the wonderful people at the Comedy and Magic because even though, you know, it wasn't my fault, uh, sometimes things aren't your fault and they still fuck up someone else's night. And uh, that's what happened last night. You know, I was on my way to a gig and suddenly it's like half an hour a gig and before a gig and they've got a crying fucking Australian on the phone saying I'm not going to make it because... Uh, my car it doesn't work anymore um, and they were amazing about it 
There was not one moment of them being pissed off. And in fact, they rang me back later in the night to just make sure that everything had gone okay with the police and stuff. So uh, just a massive shout out to all the wonderful people at the Comedy and Magic Club at Amosa. And uh, I've got to say also, and I'll talk about this when I have a guest on it and we can have a laugh about it, but uh, the LA cops get a pretty hard time. But in, in my instance last night, uh, they were nothing but lovely. I was letting down my country. I wasn't very Paul Hogan. That's not a knife. I was more like, um, I'm just going to cry for a bit. Uh, but anyway, uh, okay, so uh, here's what I am doing. Tonight, I'll be at the Improv with David Huntsberger, who's a wonderful guest who's been on this show before, uh, doing his animated show, so that'll be fantastic. Uh, on Wednesday, uh, I am doing a one-night stand at Opolis, I think it's called. Uh, anyway, it's in uh, Oklahoma, uh, okcomedy.com. The link is on my website, so if you are in Oklahoma or Norman, I think I'm in. I don't really know. I'm guessing at these places and things. I have the information in front of me, but I don't know what it means. Uh, then from Thursday to Saturday, I will be at Hyenas in Dallas. If you're in Dallas, uh, come find me. Come say hello if you listen to the podcast. Uh, that would be fantastic. I've never been to Dallas. Uh, no idea what it's going to be like, so hit me up and let me know. Uh, then I'll be back in Australia Wednesday, the 19th of November. Uh, there's a few tickets left uh, at the Darwin Entertainment Centre for myself and Justin Hamilton doing our show there, but not many, so getting quick. Uh, Friday, the 21st and Saturday, the 22nd of November, I'm doing shows at the Perth Convention and Exhibition Centre with Justin Hamilton. We've added a third and final show. Uh, it's coming up quick now, so get in, buy some tickets to that show. That'd be fantastic. It's going to be a huge night. Uh, Sunday, the 23rd of November, I'm in Kalgoorlie. So if you're in Kalgoorlie or you know someone who's in Cal, uh, let them know we are coming to town. Thursday, the 27th, the Sunday, the 30th of November, I'm in Melbourne at the uh, Comics Lounge with... Uh, Limo, Justin Hamilton and Becky Lucas and I think Chambo is doing one of those nights as well. Uh, Monday the 1st of December I'll be at the Steve Allen Theatre doing a trial of new material for my free will show that I have to think of this afternoon. Yes, that's what I'm doing with the rest of my day. I'm going to try to think of new material. Uh, maybe something about being in a car accident. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so um, come and see me do a trial of my free will show for next year and Dave Anthony do a show of his hothead show. Well, we're not doing the whole shows but we're going to trial a bunch of material each. So it'll be fun 10 bucks to see the both of us doing brand new material that should be an awesome night so if you're a fan of dave and i come out and check that out tuesday the 2nd of december i'll be back at uh, nerd melt uh, i did the meltdown show this wednesday it was honestly so much fun it's such an amazing gig i'm at nerd melt doing 25 minutes uh with maria bamford she's doing 25 minutes and another guest as well doing 25 minutes so that's going to be a great show come out and see that uh philadelphia i am there from the third wednesday the third to saturday the 6th of december uh, at Helium, and uh, then uh, Denver, Wednesday the 10th, the Saturday the 13th, I'm at Comedy Works downtown, love Denver, third time in Denver, come out and see the show, that'd be brilliant, uh, and last but definitely not least, Monday the 19th of January, we have added the final show, that's it, we're not adding any more shows, we added the extra show in Perth, and we added the extra show uh, at the Sydney Opera House, Monday the 19th of January, but that's it, we're Luminati, done. The only thing I've been doing all this year, and it's done, January the 19th. So come and see it. Be part of the final night party. It's going to be awesome. We're having a bloody Triple J party, 40 years of Triple J party, the like two nights before, the Saturday night, the 17th. How bad's that timing? I'm going to a reunion party of Triple J, and I have to fucking keep myself tidy because I'm recording my DVD two days later. It's fucking shit. It's shit timing. Anyway, I'm going to keep myself tidy because that's how much I care about these shows. 
Plus, I'm filming them, so, you know, come on, Ando. Uh, you guys are great. Enjoy this episode with Andy. Please hit him up online. Please uh, buy his album, support his album, get around him. And again, if you can't buy the album, uh, then, you know, tweet about the album or just send out a little message. That costs you nothing. Uh, and it says thank you to him for coming and doing the show. All right, guys, I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, no, okay, yeah, uh, that's it. I'm, I'm done. All right, enjoy the episode. The following episode of Fofop is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, I'm Will Anderson. And uh, first time guest, Charlie Claus. I'm very excited to have him on the show, though we've already been doing essentially a podcast off air. And it's time we to did kind of have a pre-podcast. I know. We started so many conversations where I was like, no, let's save that. It's like we've essentially been like you've been fluffed on a porno. Yeah. Like you, they brought you up to climax so many times. And then I've gone, hey, 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 hey. We've got to save the cum shot for when we're right. recording, right? Now that I think of it, that whole thing, the walk to your apartment and the making of my tea, that was all a podcast test, wasn't right. it? Right. Uh, Andy I Peters was... is uh, the, hello, the hello. guest name. Uh, people probably know that. This is what I always assume. They've downloaded the podcast. Your name is going to be all over the description of the podcast so you You've know probably already seen a picture of my face by now right depending on how you're listening to you it. may have yeah yeah that's right yeah, exactly so you know who he is he started talking. that's really the first thing you see right a face then just, the name just as they know who i am and i introduce myself every week yeah. i don't really know why like i like often when i give them a message like at the start like if i'm plugging something or if i just have an update or something i like introduce myself and i'm like who the fuck doesn't know it's me well maybe if someone yeah if someone gets so attached to the podcast Maybe they will, after time, just forget <laughs> the name of that host that they're so used to hearing. Right. I would love if that podcast ever got big enough and I had yeah. staff. Um, oh, man. I would love to do a previously on TOEFOP. <laughs> like, you know, like... like you just should do a, anywhere. Why don't you do that? Uh, because then I... Because I would have to do it. And <laughs> yeah. that would take ages and I don't have that sort of fucking time. I don't like the idea that much. <laughs> or like, if you get if you get but the like guy... But like if you were on, like, for example, next time. Because I always... Yeah. I already assume this is going to go great. Yeah. I know you're going to be like a person that people love on this podcast I and I'm going to love having you on. So next time you come back, it would just be great to have a, like, last time you were on. Like, but you package. should get... What I'd suggest is get the actor who plays Dexter to do oh, yeah. it? Like, see if you can okay. hire him to go previously. I'm. Fo- you know what? <laughs> I see him sometimes at Starbucks. <laughs> do it. I might say, dude. I just pulled that out of my ass. It'd if be if you have a connection. It would be great. It would just if have I that wrote feel that up. Yeah. Like as like I, as a pitch, and I just keep it in my pocket yeah. every morning when you I have go the to field Starbucks. recorder. I see you have field. Re- yeah, we, you got to. And do then this. I just slip it in his pocket. <laughs> Like, he doesn't even know, right? Like, he's just waiting for his thing. And I'm like, oh, I think you dropped this. And I, like, hand it to him. And then on the way home, when he's, like, enjoying his Starbucks, yeah. then he'll just be like, what is this? And he'll be like, hey, this might seem like a really weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a podcast. You know what it is? It's like a free internet radio yeah. show. <laughs> do people have to say that still? Or do you find yourself saying, uh, answering the question, what is a podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Still? Constantly. Internet, it's radio on the internet. Yeah, I mean, it's like radio without all the shit bits. Right. You know, and you can listen to it whenever you want. 
Like it's very, it's, it is weird that you have to explain something that's heaps better than the thing they know about. Exactly. It should just be the other thing. Right. Like radio by now should, they should just take all the podcasts that have ever been, replace radio with all the podcasts that have ever been, and that would, and then radio would be the best. Right. There's an interesting story uh, that was just, there was some research done uh, recently, and I, I, I won't quote it. It's not that sort of podcast, but there was some research done recently. Yeah. What, what people enjoy on this podcast uh-huh. is me giving the gist of what I remember from the story I read half of. So here we go. <laughs> Here's what I picked up from the small amount of attention I paid to this thing that I thought I was interested in. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't really. Uh, that They've done this study of what people listen to. Uh-huh. And only a really small amount of people, I think it was in America, but only like 1.7% of people or whatever only listen to podcasts at this stage. So it's a very small percentage. But then they took those numbers of the people who do listen to podcasts and they did a breakdown. And what the breakdown was like time spent listening. Uh-huh. So basically they were like, they split it into like TV, the this internet. Is a chart? I feel like this should be a it, chart. It was a chart. Okay. Oh, there were several charts. <laughs> I would only understand this no, if it was a there chart. There was pie charts like like crazy. I wanted to be a chart now. Can you make a chart? Right. I mean, well, I could. I could write on this piece of paper in front of me. So I'm going to make you a chart. I know people, this is not great for a podcast, but like people at home. I have don't an care. It's for me. This is just right. In the future, when I have staff, this will be on the live stream. This will be an added extra. The, the person, when they're not like editing together my previously on TOEFOBS, they can do little things like this. Scroll down and there'll be a chart. Right. I'm so just telling you what you have to do. There was a pie chart there. Uh-huh, right. So, like, that's what I've I've drawn so far, just a circle, but that's the pie. I love pie. that you're really doing this. He's right. drawing a chart. Now that's an old fashioned pie. That's yeah. not one of your pies that you're gonna get in some like supermarket where it's all like a chain pie and they come out perfect circles. This oh is no, like that's a, like a hand tossed yeah, pie. Yeah, this is it's like got a little like into grandma it. used to yeah. make. These are pie charts like grandma used to make. Yeah. Old school yeah. for hipsters. Yep. So okay, so <laughs> uh, so imagine as you can imagine, okay, so like the big ones are like radio, twenty five percent, so quarter. You see okay. how. Like so you split in half and then 25%, that's people listening to radio, time spent. And then say television, mm-hmm. um, like surprisingly is a little less than radio because I think that, you know, you can listen to radio on your drive to work and that sort of thing. But you got your TV over here and you've got your internet and, you know, I don't know, just looking at birds out the window or whatever people. <laughs> I don't know what the other section is. Staring out windows. Is These are one. examples of the bits <laughs> that I didn't pay as much attention to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but podcasts, video games is probably in there. Video somewhere. games would definitely be in there. Mm-hmm. Certainly ahead of staring at birds out the window. <laughs> no, playing Angry Birds probably ahead of staring at birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, angry or otherwise. Um, podcasts in time spent listening was equal with radio already. So out of the people who do listen to podcasts, they listen to podcasts at least as much as they listen to radio. So that's thing. just yeah. So if more people listen, yeah, yeah, I do think that they. I don't know if it would become ever like. You have these discussions with the other podcasters mm-hmm. and it's like that, you know, it's that real dream of like, what if this paid off? They're yeah. Kind of like uh, prospectors. Like, that's what I think podcasts <laughs> are like. Do you know what I mean? Like they're and all people like who've our, moved uh, to a land because yeah. they believe there's like, they've heard there's gold there. Because yeah. fucking Mark Marin found gold there. We're and the like- two guys that showed up to the <laughs> one cabin. There is gold here, I swear. Right. Like, here. Yeah, Mark Marin found a big bit. <laughs> yeah. And Aisha Tyler certainly found some gold. And I think that, like, I think Doug Benson... Marin just came back right. with a good hunk. Yeah, Doug Benson certainly found, like, a, a nugget enough that he seems quite happy. 
Um, but but the thing I that kind of solidified the popularity of it for me is is the thing I met you at the uh, the last pod festival, the LA podcast. Festival. Now there's a festival. When yeah. there's a festival behind something, and then right. you, when I first heard that there was a podcasting festival, my thought was like, who is who's honestly who is going to go to that? Right. Who wants to go to that? No, no, no. I agree. Because I was there doing one, still- and my worry was like, who's gonna? Uh, and then you go and you're like, oh, each of these well-listened-to podcasts have an army of fans. Not right. just fans, like t-shirt wearing, will sit down and watch you do it. No matter what the content is, they'll sit and, and sit and watch you do it. And that was amazing to me, that people will sit and they've, they've, watch it as a show, as a live a show. Place. Yeah. Like, it's the same when I'm on the road. I was just in Chicago, and the amount of people who came out, and the amount of people who told me, oh, yeah, we drove like three and a half hours because this is the closest you've come to... You know, that's crazy. We, and because we love the podcast, and they're American people, and you're like, that's. I mean, it's amazing, and thank you for listening. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. But, but it is kind of it's crazy, and that podcast festival. Yeah. I mean, you've done this live and like on the road as sort of a. Okay, so we hadn't really anything. We hadn't really done it that much because Charlie and I, when we started it, and I told yeah. you about Charlie off air. Uh-huh. Charlie and I, when we started it, it was just the two of us. Like we were just mates, and we didn't start a podcast for like career reasons like we didn't and those are the good ones those are the right. ones those are my favorites the ones that weren't yeah. like uh uh my your agent told my manager to start right. doing live podcasting or whatever i don't know if that yeah. happens but the best are just like no 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 we I were th- friends i and think our there friendship. are people now who you're just like oh i've got to get a podcast and there was that time uh that yeah it, it would be said a lot especially around here in la of uh it was almost this like, oh, you don't have a podcast? Like right. you're do you're doing it wrong. Like that's yeah. sort of the look you get you're when you're doing something enough. wrong. You should at least You're missing a step. Right. You're not doing all all the pieces. No, I fa- I I mean I even feel that. Like I'm glad I have the podcast. Because I don't know what to do on YouTube. That seems too hard for me. So you've got to be across one of those things. See, that's or what I do. like. I like I like making films, and, but I've dabbled in the in the podcast yeah. world. Yeah. So tell so tell people what you were doing at the podcast festival because that was an interesting. I did, yeah. You did it, and it was uh, uh, amazing to do a podcast festival. I do a roaming podcast called Wander Town that I do mm. from my phone. I just do like a. It's probably the lowest quality of audio of any podcast. Right. Good sell. Good sell. <laughs> Who cares? If people are looking for, if people want to get into podcasting, but, but barely got... at the level that it is the one step a guy. Right. There's one guy who's probably making them on cassette tapes and distributing <laughs> them. But apart from that guy, you are right down the bottom. What makes it good though is the guests. Like I've right. had you. Uh, what I do is I uh, basically just uh, I do a lot of different festivals comedy festivals and podcast festival and music fests that have comedy at it is a big thing now and i thought a couple years ago i was at um uh the one in seattle uh bumbershoot bumbershoot in seattle is a big and i thought like and i tried big hello to anyone who's listening from bumbershoot love the festival did you do that no but i would love to be invited it's a fun one i'm available i've done it before (laughs) (laughs) guys uh uh i'm trying to think of the name book book willie anderson book him that's all you just got booked right Thanks. I heard it happen. Nice. <laughs> I got a. I got a. Uh, this is actually your new podcast. You just got, got booked. <laughs> you just got booked. You just shout the shows that you want to get booked on, and then you wait, and then you stare at your phone. It's a lot of just dead air listening. Sometimes, sometimes it goes for ages. Sometimes it's. <laughs> uh, anyway, Bumbershoot, I did, uh, I filmed it, uh, just me doing like a man on the street thing. Uh-huh. And then I thought of just uh, turning that into a regular uh, thing. And then SoundCloud, 
they're a website that you can just do that. You can just kind of throw... I was waiting for that technology to come around right. where you could just kind of do your thing and throw it at the internet. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do it too professionally. I, I wanted to do it as, no, no. as like oh, yeah. hack uh, out of my pocket as possible. So I, SoundCloud had an app where you can record right to the app and then throw it on Twitter right away. So that's all I did. I would throw these little chunks. They're basically like snippet conversations of whoever I would run into at various festivals. Right. So at the podcast festival, I ran into you and Rove did a really hilarious one. And then Dave Anthony, Greg Barrett was on that one. And then uh, I've done tons of people. Reggie Watts. I did a really fun bunch at uh, South by Southwest this year. Uh, Uh, Bunch of great people there. Uh, TJ, uh, TJ Miller did it there. I love TJ Miller. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, really, really funny guy. We were on a, you know, the uh, pedicabs? We were on a pedicab. Oh, okay. Did, so these are where the people dro- like ride you it's around. It's a bicycle cab. Uh-huh. It's a very hipster yeah. Austin. Because like pedicab sounds, I don't know, it sounds like a taxi that you pick up children in. <laughs> like, do you mean? Like, it's like a really terrible game show. <laughs> It's like it's like a twist on it's like a really evil twist on Cash Cab. Oh, you know Cash Cab? It's like that, except there's like a pedophile cab driver and he only picks up children. Yeah, it takes a lot longer and you don't win any money. You don't win any money. Well, like if he gets cab. caught, you win money. It's like Cash Cab, but you never get to the location right. <laughs> that you request. No, it's also like a murder mystery because we actually track this guy, but we don't reveal his location. If you can actually track him down, you win the money in compensation. That's it's I mean <laughs> Um yeah. What were we talking about? Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, pedicabs. Okay. Oh, yeah, pedicabs. I was How can a- we forget after? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a pedicab in Austin with TJ Miller, and uh, it was surreal because the pedicab had TJ Miller's head on it. Like oh, yeah, it was, right. <laughs> for Silicon Valley. Yep. And so it was like just one of those moments, like I'm interviewing a guy, and we're sitting on his head right. in a bicycle. What are we doing? <laughs> I uh, in uh, in Melbourne during the comedy festival, um, the advertisements for my show run on the side of trams, you know, that run through the city, yeah. right? And so, you know, that's an interesting thing. You get to see like your face when you walk everywhere. But one day, I, I, I went that. to do this radio interview, and I needed to get back into town, and I couldn't get back in, and like I couldn't get a cab. The cabs it must have been cab change over time or whatever. It was. Time for pedicab and that all got around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, so I thought I'll get on the uh, tram, but then I realized I don't live in Melbourne and there's actually a, like a card you need for the public transport system. You can't just get on and like put a couple of dollars in. And then I was oh, like, Oh, I know what you did. You you big timed it. Did right. You big time well, it? I was just like, Well, I didn't get caught because I don't have like, they only have inspectors sometimes. But like, my thing was going to be, you know what? I'm on the side of this. <laughs> like, I'm paying your, I'm probably paying. Your salary with the advertisement. I can ride in my uh, own tram for free. That's when you know you've made it, when you get to shout that in public. Right. That's I, my head. Right. <laughs> That's me there. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> well, check outside. I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm painted on the side. I just flew past you. My face just flew past you. Uh, okay, so Andy Peters, tell That's me. That's my new goal. That's my new career okay, goal. To, to see be. my own face on a bus. I just realized. I like think a giant picture of my face on a bus. It's it. You know what? It is one of those weird things because some of those gigs. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, because gigs come with those things. It's not yeah. like you ever get into this going. I would like to see my face on the side of a exactly. bus. Exactly. But you'll do a show, yeah. and that's the way they choose to advertise. Or like the place I used to work, like that I would have to go to work every day. Like 
for a radio show. Uh-huh. Um, th- my TV show was also made in that building. Yeah. So like in the building, they had this banner that went for two stories of like me and the cast of my TV, like just on the wall. So like every day when I walked in, I felt like like Kim Jong Un or something. <laughs> like you know, there's just a giant banner like praising me. This is my lobby. building, right? Like, but I didn't ask oh. for that. It's not like. My manager still has giant uh, W I and L from last time I recorded like my special, my DVD, because like behind me they had giant letters that said "Will," and then somebody like, "What do they do with those?" <laughs> what do you mean, like, because you, what do you do with? Why those? aren't they in this apartment, right? Why aren't they in this place? Can you imagine how much you would have freaked out if you walked in <laughs> I and I just it. had like the giant Your letters face, on the wall? Just uh, Will and huge black letters. Right. Like, oh, it's gonna be one of these. Yeah, it was like I was my own serial killer, <laughs> yeah. like. <laughs> Yeah. That's the twist at the end of the serial killer thing. You find him, and but he's really been stalking himself. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me about you. This is what I want to know. I mean, and for me and for also for the listener mm-hmm. um, who are listening. Um, so uh, where do you come from? Where were you born? Like, what's your story? I'm from Michigan. Do you, it's the, do you know Michigan, uh-huh. the state? A little it's, bit. It's, a, it's the one that it looks like your hand. So if okay. you put your hand up. I'm from Monroe, which is like south of Detroit. Okay. And then um, and then I had a childhood. How far south of Detroit <laughs> is it? Like 20 minutes. Okay, all right. South of Detroit. So it's not like in the... I, it was kind of like I grew up not experiencing Detroit, but right. knowing that it was like right over there. You were Detroit adjacent. <laughs> like, yeah. I was yeah. like a big fan of RoboCop, and right. I knew that it's where the Tigers played. <laughs> <laughs> and then other than that, you didn't go there for a lot of things. I was right. like a suburbanite. And then later, I uh, got really into punk music, and like you had to go to Detroit, and right. there was like uh, there was a, a great punk band uh, called the Suicide Machines, named after uh, Kevorkian, the Detroit guy uh-huh. who killed a bunch of people with his uh, with his invention, the Suicide Machine. Yep. So, all built-in punk rock band name, great Detroit band, and so I'd go to Detroit all the time to see them. I and wonder so if I did... Jack Kevorkian, when he was like putting it together, was like, "This will make a great punk rock band name." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I hope because again, that's like him. Like it's that's like me seeing like a banner of my face when I go to work, right? Yeah. Kevorkian's just doing his work. Kevorkian believes that people should like be able to choose the right to name die, a right? Punk band, and then someone the names a punk, right? and so suddenly he's like, you know what? That is an unexpected pleasure of what I've. Yeah. Put in hindsight, how did he expect not to get in trouble when his invention was called the suicide right. machine? Well, I feel like that's He's just peddling. Like, right. You can't just pedal that into a mall kiosk. Well, that's why <laughs> you know that he was making a statement. He was trying to get right. attention because he clearly was like because he's trying to say that this shouldn't be controversial. You know, right. that, that was his point. And yeah. I think the campaigners and there's one in Australia as well, Dr. Philip Nitschke, who's a you know, the same sort of thing. They want to get a public, you know, debate about this because. That's Do you think the they have a point. conference, like a two-man? Yeah, how do we get a two-man meeting? <laughs> how do we get some buzz? They have an annual. Posting about it on Twitter. <laughs> Those two guys start have a podcast. An you should start a podcast. <laughs> oh, what serum do you use in your suicide machine? Because I use a lithium-based chloride F two thirty. I don't know. That was made up. They've got a Reddit. They've got a subreddit just yeah. for like. <laughs> No, but that's the the thing is they, they want that attention. Otherwise, you would call it something. Because when it comes in, when it gets manufactured, like, you know, when we get to that point where people, it won't be called the suicide machine. Where we can go to Walmart and get our suicide yeah. machine. And yeah. it won't be called the suicide machine. Right. You won't be asking for the suicide machine. It'll be oh. called, you know, it'll be called something like, you know, I don't know. Like I love thinking some, about this kind of stuff. Like right. what, what we'll what be able to it? just go and do when I'm an old man, will I be able to like 
order a surgery for myself from inside of my home in like I saw this documentary of like surgery pods, like pods that we'll have in our homes in the future where you lay in it. Yeah. I think they were just in a movie. Yeah. And like the surgery just kind of happens with yeah. robot, crazy robot arms happen and you get an appendectomy. Do I think that that will be possible in our lifetime? Do you think lifetime? that'll be in our lifetime? Yes. Yeah. Do I think that it'll be possible in your lifetime? No. Really? No. We're like 10 years Oh, separated. I don't mean that you won't, as in like, or in my lifetime. I don't think either of us oh, will have oh, access okay. to that technology. I think there will be Well, people, it won't be affordable to me yeah, in my lifetime. No, that's I what think. I mean. Neither of us are going to do well enough. Most people will never that's do well bummer. enough to get access to that sort of shit. But I do believe in our lifetime there will be, that, you know, that sort of stuff. I believe in our lifetime there will be people who find a way to treat death at least in oh, the yeah. way that we understand yeah. you know death to be it bums me out that i'll probably never take a space trip too like the things like i think about that stuff too like they're talking a, about it now a, i mean that is good it's on the horizon yeah, commercial two, space trips two rockets exploded this right and so that so, so they just had they just had this yeah. setback a monstrous setback in something that i was thinking like oh man this could Here be it goes. I was just, I, right. all, all the time I would like tell my wife, like in my lifetime, but like I'm going to be 80 and for my 80, 80th birthday trip to the moon, like we're going to the moon hotel. Right. Mark, like it's going to happen. And I don't, I, now, that, you know, now with the news of, if of the, last if the week, Americans invent it, the problem is that they would charge you for luggage. So everybody oh. would just try to jam their shit on the, oh so the whole way up there. You're in this <laughs> really jam <laughs> yeah. rocket. Yeah. Like you're like, how many bags? Oh my Seriously. God. That's, that's way down the road. That's like uh centuries from now when it's like commercial air travel, okay. when they're trying when to space yeah. travel is going to be this like junk when there's like jet blues of space. <laughs> And space stations that you're just like, oh man, you got to go out of the Jupiter right. Station Three. <laughs> oh man, that place has been ruined. <laughs> oh. Like I mean, at least keep it keep away I mean, from downtown. It, it used is to have a good coffee right? shop, but then that went out. <laughs> yeah, man. Like it's seriously, it's all commercial. overrun. You know, it's got four Starbucks now. <laughs> four Starbucks four already. S- four space bucks. Right. <laughs> I love that you changed that, even though it's already called Starbucks. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. That's a space theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I thought I was being really fucking clever just then. <laughs> you did it, Andy. Space Bucks. You took their name and made it space related. Wait a minute. All right, so you grow up uh, on uh, south of Detroit. Yeah, you and get I into the punk scene. What happens? Didn't really uh, like even experience Detroit till I was probably like sixteen, seventeen. I started going to like punk rock shows and oh. music festivals there, and like food festivals that have music. And then I got really into music. Then I was like in a in a punk band. We were what called Steve and the Horse Blankets. I was oh. the drummer. Okay, all yeah. right. I like all this already. So, <laughs> so you're a drummer. How long have you in been college? drumming for? Uh, up to the point of being in that band, uh, like four years. Yeah, so you st- you didn't start like as like a you know an eight year old. Or something. No, I wasn't like and a savant. Like, no, no. <laughs> I was. Just, yeah, right. I was far from savant. I was like, uh, I guess, yeah, fourteen years old. Uh-huh. I uh, kind of acquired many pieces of a drum set and made it into one drum set. My uh-huh. first drum set was kind of like. 
my dad's co-worker's son had a drum set he didn't use anymore, and like I got a tom off of that, and like a cymbal from the high school band room that they weren't using anymore, right. and then bought like a bass drum, and then got like a snare from like somebody wasn't using it anymore. It was like a this is patchwork. By the way, <laughs> punk rock. If you drum had set. ended up being like a world class drummer, <laughs> right? that is the perfect How did I not origin <laughs> scene. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that would be the perfect. Yeah, yeah this is how good he was. He just started out building it all himself. It was kind of, yeah, found pieces of a right. drum set. I, I never, and, and then uh, when I was like 16 for Christmas, uh, my like one present was my own like uh, good drum set. Okay. Decent drum set. Yeah. So uh, tell me about your parents. Were they, are, they, are they together? Were they together? They're still together. Up? They've been yep. together for a long time. Okay. Uh, over 30 years So now. What, what, what did they do? What were, what were they doing south of Detroit? Um, Monroe, did you say it was called? Cool? Monroe, Monroe, Michigan. Yeah. Uh, my dad worked for Michigan Gas Utilities, okay, which uh, is like like heats homes, and yep. he was he did the accounting for that. It was a very jobby job. Right, job. <laughs> that's that's literally a job. Middle of America. You're like to just describe a job. It's just one of those like uh, yeah, oh, he's an accountant. Oh yeah, okay, an accountant. Yeah. That could be like it's one anything. of those like yeah, string but... words together and make a job. Right. Uh, professional accounting technician. Right. Think of a boring job and think <laughs> of the most boring job at that boring job. Utility information specialist. Right. Oh, you work at the gas utilities. You get to work with gas. That might be exciting. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's no, accounting. I'm... Yeah, <laughs> it's all just accounting. <laughs> Okay, but that's okay. Like, I mean, you yeah. know, so what did he then, like, what was the passion in his life then? If you have a job like that to me, I imagine that you have passions outside that. Oh, work, man. You know? Yeah. He was uh, big into coaching. He was always my coach for like little okay. league soc- uh, 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 soccer, football. Right. Do you yep. call it football? We soccer? call it soccer. We're, you call it soccer? We're your last remaining ally. You call so- Australians called soccer? Yeah. Well, not every Australian, but yeah, our national team's called the Socceroos. The Socceroos, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so yes, they're always no, no. they're always in the World Cup. They're always there. I say this to American audiences <laughs> all the time, but mostly, mostly when I'm trying to suck up to them, so later I can make fun of them. Yeah. But yeah, Australia is like America's last remaining ally. Like after World War II, America was the shit. Everybody loved them. Yeah. America's shit has dropped off. Like everyone's a bit embarrassed about America, and no one's really all in. Like America's running out the front, like we're going back to war, and everyone's like, oh, "Do we have to?" But <laughs> except for Australia, who are like, "Yeah, like we're in, we're buddy." Yeah, right. And <laughs> we still call it soccer. Like <laughs> we're gonna call it that too. You call that's it what, adorable. You call it whatever. <laughs> we'll call it whatever you call it. But you guys have a league now, right? The Australian, the A League. You know, the- and it's 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 pretty good. It's growing, and the, yeah. Um, the Western Sydney Warriors, mm-hmm. um, who are an A-League team who did not exist three years ago. That's a newer, um, an expansion. They just won the Asian Champions League, I guess it is, like, oh. yeah, so, which is amazing. Like, I, yeah. they, they're calling it the greatest, like, performance by an Australian club team in any sport. In like, you know, wow. it's a, yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah. it means they get to go to the big proper Champions League, you know, with, you know, like, you know, Western Sydney Wanderers will be playing, like, Real Madrid or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be pretty, but it'll be well, pretty saw, exciting that they're there. Yeah, I saw the Galaxy, which is LA's team, played, I don't know what city, but the Jets. Who are the Jets? Newcastle, I think. N- Newcastle Jets, yeah. yeah. I believe so. Uh, and uh, and it was like a 0-0 tie. Right. <laughs> like, it well, because like, it's soccer. It like that can happen. Uh, slow pace. That is kind of the thing about soccer, though, is, like, I mean, I, and I'm no expert by any means. Yeah. Yeah, as people will be saying, because they say soccer, but I watched a lot of the World Cup this year and mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. I really thought 
thought it was fantastic. But the thing that I've noticed about uh, football, you know, the world game, is that um, you can be a shit team and keep up, like keep pretty close with a good team. Yeah. Like you might not beat them, but it is one of those games, whereas in most other games, like a really good team will always beat a really shit team. But yeah. in like football, For it the can 42 keep them, minutes that right. it's 0-0, zero, zero, <laughs> right. you're in there. Yeah. But it's hard. Like the equivalent level basketball teams, that would just be a massacre. Yeah. There's no, you know, way of keeping that that game close. But in soccer, you can. Yeah. It's tough to get people uh, like other Americans because it's kind of got this stigma of uh, uh, we're not into it. But there's there's a sect of Americans who love it. Right. But when you try to get people outside of that into it, it's tough when that happens. Like I, I brought friends to a galaxy game before being like, no, watch it. It's exciting. It's it's great. It's exciting. And then it'll be like zero one. Right. <laughs> and then you'll have to like pitch that as still being like, no, but did you see all the stuff that happened? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, <laughs> no. I didn't. I don't understand. I bought this a game. shirt. <laughs> well, that was like when I went to the baseball this year, like, I, so oh, yeah, that's I, a tough sell. I just followed live. the, like the world series though. I enjoyed that very much because uh-huh. you get to hear the stories of the people who've done well. Yeah. And one of them was, uh, and I might not be saying his name right, but, uh, a pitcher by the name of Madison Bumgarner. Bumgarner. Anyway, he that sounds right. Had one of the ba- maybe Baumgartner. Baumgartner. <laughs> yeah, he he had one of the greatest World Series and it, it, like has one of the greatest World Series records. So I like even if I don't understand the game, I love the idea that I'm like seeing history. Like you know that you're the moment that's happening right now, this is something people will talk about for a really long time. So I would dip into that and read about him and I read about his family and his father and they live up in the hills and I really quite enjoyed the story and I enjoyed his success. The only game of baseball I have ever been to was in San Francisco earlier this year when I went to see the Giants play and Madison Bumgarner was the pitcher that day and he was shit and they lost. So I also have this like weird connection of like I've seen this guy who's just pitched like a that happens like a, so much in baseball he, where right. the where the big star doesn't do anything that game and everyone's just kind of like that's it that's what he's gonna do he struck out twice and had an error <laughs> which is in a sport it's the only sport where they count that when how many times did you mess up. It is one of those things where you're like, I imagine if they did Does that. Does any sport do that? You don't want that after a gig. That would be terrible. Oh, my comedian. God. How many errors did you commit right. tonight? Oh, man. Like if they had your gig record for my the year? My stat sheet for the comedy. Oh, my that, God. Because imagine if someone brought that in. Like, and it yeah. is, they start collecting the data on gigs. Yeah. Like how many laughs people are getting, how many standing O's, how many rounds of applause, you know, how many unearned. This is... But like also statistically, you know what? They got four rounds of applause, but four of them were unearned round of applause. They were just like, I just got married. Right. That doesn't count doesn't count as yeah. a round of applause if people reporting because you just got married or had a baby so what would be like an error like it's sta- keeping the mic stand in front of you that's an error, yeah, error in my book it's yeah, a no. big error um uh, <laughs> uh a crowd work about um someone that the one of the previous acts had already yeah talked to. yeah yeah Pl- uh so tagging away tagging right. away and then uh stock stock crowd work i i view that as an error just as a person i like I like talking to a crowd. I like people to talk to a crowd right. making something with the crowd. But when it's just like when you're just regurgitating a line, that's when I'm kind of like... I had mm. a very lovely email from a guy uh, after one of the gigs I did in Chicago. Yeah. And he was clearly a comedy fan. That's really a comedy city. That was the thing that I came away from Chicago most impressed by. I'd never been before. And I had no real preconceptions of what it was going to be like. 
the thing that I found was they were an exceptionally kind of smart and engaged yeah. comedy audience. And this guy afterwards wrote me and uh, like wrote me a Facebook message. And you know, people will write you nice things after a gig, but it's rare that somebody will in that message identify the things about the gig that you genuinely go, "Ah, oh, yeah, that is yeah. impressive." Like the things that you're trying to make look easy. Like there, I, there was a little bit of cra- crowd work I did in the show and he com- that's what the reason that this occurred to me was he commented on how I'd done it and that it wasn't standard crowd work. Yeah. I just incorporated it into what the show was and because it was necessary because the moment was happening and, you know, you had to do it. And he, he did that about another couple of things that happened and I was just like, I wouldn't mind. So to go yeah. to this idea of what we're saying, that idea of having professional commentators who after a gig could go, now look what he's done here. Now look, let's, yeah, just, wind, let's just wind this up back a little yeah. bit. See what he's done here? He's gone straight from this <laughs> seamlessly. In, I mean, Analy- like really gets like analytical. a lesser guy. Let's look at some footage of him from 2004. <laughs> he just was not capable of that move. Look at how clunky he is. Yeah. He turns around. He goes with a stock line. This is how he's improved in the last five years, guys. Well, imagine, I mean, imagine if there become so many comedians, this could be a good way to police the amount of people that get to be comedians. Maybe there's leagues. Oh, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, you're not you quite. You have to work your way up. You have to get yeah. your points. Up. You had a heavy error. error heavy season last, right. <laughs> last open mic season yeah you have to go back to the littles that'd and maybe sure spend that, a little that'd time make sure that every good maybe we need that too, like what because right? you never know i, I repeated didn't know. material at a venue like yeah. that could be one. that's a, repeated we, material on your own show which i'm guilty oh, yeah, of yeah. i have a show and the people who run the show with me are always giving me a hard time because i will just forget but it's just in my own defense it's just that i'm uh forgetful <laughs> Sometimes right. it'll just like happen, and uh, and I'll hate myself for it. But yeah, that's an error that right. would that, set me be back a bit. Yeah, I mean, we're all gonna make errors. You're already really strict about it. This that's is, an error, and Andy. this would be really good for like it would cut out all this shit about yeah. you know all these bloggers and stuff who are like saying that you know like Daniel Tosh can't like make yeah. his jokes or whoever. You know what? Maybe we could make those things errors. But you, you know, here's the thing: you will. If you've to... never done it live and you call yourself a stand-up comedian, I, that's like that's like automatic. That's an error. Well, you would just like you would have to. It's almost like a DMV situation where you'd have to come back with your stamp that said you at least did. Like, I feel like you got four to get paid. Mics. I feel like if you're saying you're a stand-up comedian before you've using been paid, the phrase, yeah, yeah, that's that's a you can say like I'm, I'm trying thing. stand-up comedy, or, but you can't. Or or, or I want to be a stand-up comedian. I've done it. Or just say what you've done. I've done it four times. Yes. But I think you could easily say, if because I can understand the argument, right, that people should better say, well, like from the minute I chose to be this, that's what I'm going to be. Because I did that intellectually, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I'm a stand-up comedian You do now. that to yourself. So yeah, so but, write, but you could say write the word stand-up on your mirror right. and strive for that. Right. <laughs> right. But when people ask you in public, what you say is, um, I want to be a stand-up comedian and I've done about four gigs. Yeah. Because that's... Fine. That's perfectly acceptable. There's some more of those too. It'd be there must be some things about. But if there was a tangible way that or stage on stage things like you know when somebody compliments you after a gig the way that you've got to react or like time limits we could take this right off stage now like time limits oh just how courtesy much things complain about like a bad gig to someone's oh, face oh yeah or, or, or mean to the staff. I can't yeah. stand people that are mean to the staff. They're Definitely. there, or especially like a permanent club. If you like complain from the stage, right. complaining about uh, what you're seeing, like 
that's just not, kind of the service, that's like gonna, commentary on the service. It's not going to make people <laughs> bit better. That makes me cringe. If I ever see him in the back of the room, uh, but I've probably done it. I'm probably going to get called out. I Someone's do. Probably, I, I do. There's well, a notice on no, my well, phone. Once this system comes in, you'll get called out. <laughs> He, he told an anecdote on a podcast. I was at Flappers two was, yeah, weeks ago. That's right. Ago. We have footage. <laughs> Eight points. That's why I hate talking about. Yeah, that's why I hate talking about what not to do in stand up on podcasts because uh, I'm just guilty of all of it. And I think uh, I, I think course, it's good to be. All of us are. Yeah. All of us are. Because it's not wrong or bad, but it's just uh, there's things that once you do it for a long time, there's just things you hear or see that drive you nuts. But also in the way that I imagine a professional athlete to take that scale right. back to that thing is like the right. best athletes like you said we were talking about baseball sometimes you see the best athete like in the game have an off night right doesn't mean he's still not awesome yeah, but, like, it doesn't mean he's not the best pitcher in the league right right and that's that you know that idea of like that you know when you go and see a stand-up comedian because i think we'd have to have some stuff in the system because the flaw that i could see in our system so far is that people would only do their best stuff to try to like go up the leagues whereas oh. i think you've got to have some room for creativity to game the system so i think that there would you'd, there'd be some sort of creative point system for new material and stuff like that so you get extra points yeah like, you know it's like not only did that laugh land like you get your laugh or that's result, just a category like, that's a new bit that's yeah. a brand new bit as well or that just falls under your uh uh, like quality percentage oh, i think yeah. quality uh, quality of your act i think a a, a a way to have a fine act or a finely tuned act is to always have something new for the people who enjoy your act like it, once you get to the point of where yeah. you have fans i think you have a responsibility a duty to now produce new I you know, especially if you've done a special, you should just be immediately working on new. Because now you're going to have like a following. Here's, here's an idea that I have. Yeah. Um, for that sort of system, much like in your football, to go back to your like your football leagues in the Asian yeah. Cup, uh, I think uh, points. So if you score a goal away from home, because one of the games is played in oh, Australia yeah. and one's played like in Japan or wherever the other team was from, right? How good are you in other cities? Right. So, but also we should have a waiting system for same same club same year. So if you play the same club same year and yeah. you do different material, it's like double points. It's like double goals. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a it's like a bonus thing. It's almost like a handicap in golf. Right. You get like a home. To like, yeah, yeah. You know. Like if you perform at the improv all the time and your right. comfort zone is the stage at the improv and you're an improv regular, uh, I want to see you go to like Tacoma, Washington yep, and crush the 10.30 Saturday night. There's got to be, yeah. And that's right. Yeah. There's got to be a waiting for late shows. There's got to be a, definitely a late show waiting. Yeah, that's oh, another handicap that, you know, it's becoming more like golf the way I'm seeing Well, it. I mean, it can be a yeah, multifaceted system. I mean, we'll obviously have it's a, all sports we'll, combined. We'll obviously have a fantasy league. Yeah. That, yeah. At the start of the year, you can pick your comedy. That's years down league. the road. I think we right. need to figure out. The well, we're just going to. Hey, okay. Hey, we were, we just, were talking about I'm commercial moon travel. On the vision board. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. That's the commercial moon travel of <laughs> professional comedy under a professional league system. Oh man! And then cities have then cities are going to have. Te- it's just going to become a sport. This is a guy who earlier in this podcast said that editing together a highlights of the previous podcast was way too hard for me. So I don't know how much of this <laughs> okay. I'm going to have time to put into. Like, um, uh, going over your time as a like a like well going over your time unless you're the headline run in the, the light as as yeah. as we say is that what you say run in uh, the light even yeah i'm last time we talked we were at a show doing a show together and you were asking me phrases that they say here that uh what did you oh you said um 
oh God, I'm trying you something that the MC said drove you crazy and you asked me like do do they all say that? It, it, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, it was uh oh what do all MCs say? God damn uh ah uh, uh, brain. It was something Will just left the room. I'm in the room. <laughs> Will just left his own podcast. He's on the... Po- I'm kidding. Um, like, uh, I'll just, help me out. I'll just edit all this silence out. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> I'll Keep edit it, in. it into the next one where I do a previously on, and I'll just edit in those silences. <laughs> do that. Give the guy from Dexter go previously on, and then it's just me going, um, what is it that you said, and how many times... What, what was it? <laughs> That was I, Andy Peters. I that have, was all he did. I have to send him another note. Oh, I've changed the idea slightly because <laughs> I've already given him the first note. I'm like, oh, hang on. The idea's changed slightly. You just have to do one voiceover now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it was the thing of like, uh, uh, because I was hosting that show and I, I think I asked, I asked for your, I did that. It's kind of a thing when you host, because I host a bit in LA. Right. It is kind of, I never know when not to do it or who doesn't want me to do it. Well, the, ask, I, I, the asking I, of the credits. I think you should ask everyone because obviously lots of people like it. But I always feel like such a schmuck when you have to like trudge up to a person that you look up to in comedy right. most times in LA, most times. It's somebody that you've certainly seen on television or that you've opened for in the past or that you want to like you in some fashion. <laughs> And you gotta be like, uh, I I try to just have them at the ready when I host. Right. Like I kind of just try to know. Or now we have well, information I, bricks in our pockets, right. so you don't have to ask. Well, don't ask. The thing that I normally say because I have to do it at the comedy and magic at uh, Hermosa. I do their ten comics shows a lot, and their tag team shows. So you're just introducing like the next act. So often, you know, you might, might in a few nights introduce four or five different people. You know, uh, at the end of your set, and. I always just say, "What would you like me to say when I bring you on?" Yeah, because that's, I think that's, that's quick. like because that they know what you mean if they want credits, yeah. and if they don't, like they, they they might just say, "Oh, you know, whatever." If you I'm want running to go, behind, like, like yeah, if I'm running to the stage to bring yeah. you up, like it might be like, "Give me one thing to say," <laughs> just for a lack of anything to say. Well, I like. I normally I was telling you this before, but. Um, I normally uh, like them to say I'm from Australia, just so yeah. So I don't have to say it. It's extra words. Um, if if I don't need it for the first joke, you know, like yeah. sometimes I need it for the first joke anyway, so it's fine, and I'll just say it myself. But um, I've been introduced by this guy at the Comedy Magic a few times in those tag team shows, and he always calls me Wes Anderson. Like every time, <laughs> introduced me as Wes Anderson, and I just like I don't care. People oh, don't man. know me. Who cares? You must get that a lot. Like, well, Westerners, yeah. I sometimes get compliments on his films, like on Twitter, like somebody's put the wrong hashtag. Oh, I take, yeah, take those. And so I'm like, I'll normally say, I think you got the wrong, yeah, but I'm, thank you. I and remember I, what it I, was. I also enjoy his films, but I, I wonder if he gets the opposite. I wonder if occasionally Wes Anderson gets confused by somebody complimenting him on his stand up show or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, God, now I forget what it was again. It was something that comics do that you, that you didn't like, that you didn't know we did in this country. I don't know. I don't know what it was. There's a couple of things that I find interesting. Um, The first thing is, and I don't actually mind this, but well, one kind of hooks into the other, which is that... Oh, saying that's my time. I think you didn't get that. Uh, You know what? That's my time. I fucking hate that. (laughs) You're right. I don't like it either. I I always try really hard. That would be an error. Would that be an error? 
And oh, on if, your score well, sheet? If I come up if with If you were the judge that night? in this world, I am. If it was like LA, that, LA versus the, Portland. The Will Anderson rule. It's the playoffs. Just, yeah. No, I would definitely You're going to be a stickler on uh, that That's one. My Time. Yeah, that, that, that one. That's My Time. <laughs> or, or, or mentioning of the light. Like, I'm getting the light or That's My Time. It's right. like, that shouldn't be a part of the show. You're putting on a show. The show's not... That's yeah. part of the mechanics. Right. That's the technical jargon that the audience did and not you, pay and, to and hear. And if you need them to know you're wrapping it up, when you yeah. see the light, you go, I've got to wrap it up. And everyone understands what that means, right? Or like, yeah, or whatever. Like you know, some version of like. But that's my times, right? Bad. That's just kind no, of. No, but way that's of my times. Like, fucking shit. Yeah. Finish on a joke for a start, or tell them something nice. Or but one secondly, more thing before I go. Right. Have you ever but said that? That's one more my thing fucking time. Is like it shits me up the fucking wall. This was because, a chore for me. Right? No, and- no, no. But it's, yeah. Well, it's one of those two things. Yeah. It's either this was a chore for me. That's my time. Like we've brought it back to that rather than we're all in this together and we're doing a show, which right. to the audience it should feel like at least. Yeah. Or secondly, they're resentful that they have to get off. And like yep. I, the thing I do at the Comedy of Magic all the time when I'm about to finish, because you have to get there, like you do your finish and then introduce the next And step, they're, they're which strict is an on time at that point. transition, yeah. right? You know, like I will really do it. That's, you know, your last joke goes, thanks very much, I'm Will Anderson. Or, mm-hmm. you know, and then they'll like, you know, clap and do their thing. And then I'll say you've got such a great show, I've got to get out of here. Like, you know, and you yeah. make it feel like, you know, you want to get out of there because... Or thanks you know, for... Thank, thank them. Right. I thank, always yeah. like... Yeah. yeah thanks, I just say right. a quick thank you. Yeah. And so... But that's my time. Also kind of says a bit like, well, that's my... Yeah, that's my time. Yeah. I, I, I could have given you more of my fucking genius. But I always but agree with the idea. Time. That yeah. only give me this much. I have to go. I <laughs> have to go. The show would be better if I stayed. Yeah. Everybody else is, you know, to, to be honest, it would be better if, like, I just got to do the rest yeah. of the show. I've seen Fuck people you. at clubs here, like, <laughs> yeah. I've seen people at clubs here yell at the person who just gave them the light or, like, or say, like, oh, that's already my time. Have you seen that? Oh, man, that kills right. me. Yeah. They're like, oh, I guess that's already my time. Yeah. We're like complaining from Yeah, the that's stage. your time. That always like yeah. takes me aback. You're not a cheating bit. it. I'm always a little shocked. Right. But like I'll be in the corner booth and be like, oh my God. <laughs> we were all Come having on. fun until you made this so <laughs> yeah. passive aggressive and horrible. So you made this like, like this a is day like, job. Oh, now kinda. this is like Thanksgiving. Yeah, and then when you gotta so go on awkward. next, you're kinda like, oh, I gotta follow like yeah. Right. The most awkward tension. There's nothing I mean, because it's interesting for me because I obviously I'm out on the road a lot at mm-hmm. the moment and which is great. And I work with a lot of great comedians and even the comedians i'm about to reference i thought were really great comedians and i enjoyed working with but there was one night when i was on the road and i won't say where so that you know people don't want to can i make up a town name sure uh skaboymish wyoming it was you know what you can't that's the only one you can't say because that's where it was skaboymish yeah it was it was actually in skaboymish i was at the, so was like, was was at the three feathers casino one. in skaboymish oh, no, wyoming i wasn't playing the three feathers oh no I three feathers no no oh were you at uh wolf the wolf creek yeah the downtown club <laughs> downtown yeah yeah, yeah. skaboymish yeah, I actually got booked as a mistake because they like Wolf Creek is that Australian movie and they'll Google it one day. And, like, it was, Maybe that's why I just said that. It was a weird. I uh, looked at you and I thought Wolf Creek. Right, for some reason. and they looked at me and they thought that as well. So that's, that's why all I know me. of Australia. You had that guy who like kidnapped and murdered people right. <laughs> in the outback. Yeah, it's true. Well, we actually had one, and there was a movie about a fictional one. I need to point that out. There was a wait. Guy I thought that a, was based on a true story. It was based on a true story, ish. Okay. And I say that with great respect. So you did have a guy running around murdering campers yeah. in the upper. Ivan Malat. But you know his name? Yeah. Ivan Malat. Oh, yeah, Malatt. he was famous. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was. Well, I mean, he killed like a bunch of backpackers. See, that's there the thing. A, like in this country, it's kind of like oh, yeah. they're not as famous. Well, like, I feel like there's just people just running around. Right. There's so many serial. Well, you got to kill a lot of people <laughs> like these <laughs> yeah. days to. It's like in LA to like stand out as a murderer in right. Los Angeles. Oh man, school shootings. Remember when like we would talk about a school shooting for like two years? We just took like, such a right turn. No, no, but like, but seriously. And here like, we are at school shootings. Like in the old days, if there was a school shooting, like six months later, like you two would like release a song about it. Yeah. You know, like there was a whole process. Oh yeah. And the world, there'd be big debate on like us handing back like our arms yeah. and what we can do about the world. Now it's like page seven. Now it's like, yeah. <laughs> Like there was another school shooting. Another one. Yeah, well. It is kind of treated with... Yeah, have we not man. given the kids guns yet? We're giving oh. the kids guns, right? That's Massive next. tragedies. Now treated with this like... Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, it's terrible. We just get used to it yeah. so quickly. Um, okay, so... Uh, I don't know what got us on to that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't really know what got us on to that. But anyway, um, so tell me this. Uh, so you get into the punk scene. We're talking pl- about standing out as a murderer. Oh, okay. Like what you got to do to... Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, let's move off that. Let's, <laughs> I wanna, I'm going to get a drink. So uh, while I'm getting a drink, I want you to tell me more about um, uh, w- like Detroit punk scene, what happens next? Like, where, you know, how do you become who you are now? Oh, um, well, I was in a punk band, and then uh, while I was in a punk band in college, there was a, uh, I, I guess I'd be like a freshman, a freshman in college, and there was... Um, like a open call contest called the like funniest man on campus contest. And my band and like uh, people that I sort of lived with and uh, signed me up without me really knowing. Uh And it was to open for Colin Quinn. That's a great comedy story also. For this movie, you've got a couple of great origin stories. But it's all true. Yeah. Uh, And so I was like uh, told that I was going to do this. uh, What it was, was a, Comedy con ended up being a comedy contest that opened for Colin Quinn, mm-hmm. and this is when he was on SNL. So he was like, it was in like an arena, like a sports arena, like a half filled. Imagine a half filled basketball stadium. Mm-hmm. It was one of those. And anyone uh, who follows the NBA in Australia, which is our basketball league, will uh, not have to imagine a half filled basketball stadium. <laughs> they will, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is that what it's like? It's that it, I always like sports when you watch sports on TV and it's half full. It's like just like like get extras or something. Right. There's got to be. You can remedy the problem. <laughs> There's like buses outside of right. the stadium filled with commuters. Like throw them five bucks. Get to, the people who are at the process. This is right. on television, right? Yeah, there was like literally people lining Your stadium up. Stadium looks a like garbage. Is right earlier today. Just get right. that bus and bring them straight here. Exactly. They'll happily sit in another room they, for free. They managed, They'll be wrapped. They might get a yeah. kiss cam. Yeah, they managed to like get people to sit down and watch that morning show with uh, Kelly Ripa and that football player man. Right. So they sh- they should be able to do handle that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Other ideas. Uh, okay, oh yeah. So. Um, uh, for, for oh, imagine that, and that was, uh, and, and anyway, I won that comedy competition, yep. and then uh, afterwards, Colin Quinn like came up to me and was like, uh, he said, "I can tell you're gonna do this more," and so oh. that was kind of like a okay, okay. I guess I, I didn't know if I did good or bad. I kind of like whizzed through these jokes that I wrote like the that week leading up to it. I never done stand up before ever, uh-huh. so it was it was 
probably the most like trial by fire stand. It wasn't like an open mic. It was, did it go well though? You won. Yeah, like right. I won this, so, but it was like I have I, this- my competition. To be fair, I did. I was the only one who actually did like original material. Like uh-huh. I wrote and performed and understood what a stand-up comedian was because I like watched a lot of it. And I just yeah. sort of had a lot of examples in my head of sure. like, uh, 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 like I was a huge Dana Gould fan at the time. Like I had his okay. album and. Just watched a lot. Like I was a big Louis C.K. fan when mm-hmm. he, when he did like the pop comics thing on Comedy Central, like old Comedy Central. And uh, so I knew what you were supposed to do. That you weren't supposed to like go up and do other people's stuff. Right. But for some reason, like college talent shows, when stand up is handled by college students, sometimes in like a talent show setting, they'll just go up. Like one guy just did like Dane Cook jokes. Right. Verbatim, just did Dane Cook jokes. Like I that mean, was a, that did, was I mean, that was one guy. There's a certain irony, so, <laughs> right? Exactly, exactly. Like, does he get mad about that? Like, if he finds out that there's this kid in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, who just does the annual <laughs> campus comedy contest I with mean, his material, I bet right. Dane Cook would go after that kid. Do you think he would? I don't know. I mean, I don't send, know. He would send him know. a terse email. But I kind of like the idea. I like I like the <laughs> idea that, that if it was just once a year, like if you live in some small town, yeah. Like honestly, there's if, an annual if comedy contest. Someone out there who listens to this, like in some really remote place, yeah. Like you live in the middle of Alaska or whatever, but like it's like a small town that has like a community, and once a year, a community like, theater that does. A uh, Sitka Alaska comedy night we're gonna get everyone in town and we're gonna make them do like a talent show you have my permission to take any of my (laughs) clips off YouTube and do it word for word and if you want to do it every year it goes for me too that is fine yeah (laughs) Yeah. you can alternate material or mix it up you know I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say speaking on behalf of all comedians everywhere we're fine with you doing that (laughs) it's an annual retreat like if you're like a camp counselor at like, like camp uh, Minimic Mac in uh, outside of Toledo, Ohio. Just made that up. If you're, if you're a camp counselor at that summer camp and you guys do like an and, and the, like pressures on you to do like host a comedy night, you can do some of my jokes. Uh, here's an idea for a reality Verbatim. show that do, I have. Do my jokes based on this idea. <laughs> um, so it's I don't know. I like. I already it. love it. I like the idea. Of it <laughs> I being. already know I'm gonna love it. <laughs> I like the idea of it being like some... Uh, the thing that keeps coming to my mind for this is like, you know, when uh, Homer went to fantasy band camp on The Simpsons? Yeah. Right, you know, like, so I imagine it's a bit like this, right? So you get a group of people who've always wanted to be stand-up comedians. Yeah. Maybe in their lives, they, they don't want to be a stand-up comedian forever, mm-hmm. but they've just dreamed of like walking out on stage and doing like stand-up comedy and, and knowing well, what Well, that's what this like, thing right? was. It was just a bunch of people that had been told like, yeah. you're doing the, like you're doing comedy for the first time and right. this is the thing. So, so this you is, have to... So this this is my reality show. We yeah. get a bunch of people in, right? Yeah. And they all get to choose like a routine because the thing is they're going to do a gig at the end where they do oh, that person's routine. So you follow them like learning to, you know, get Bill Cosby's dentist routine or get Dane Cook's, you know, whatever routine or... Woody Allen's moose story. Right. They can choose whatever they want, Like right? there's challenges where you get those things. Yeah. yeah. And you get those things, and at the end, you're working up towards doing a gig, like, you know, doing just your favorite, like, you know, it's like a covers competition, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like The Voice or whatever. You know, they're all singing, they're not singing original songs, yeah. right? But it's at something like a But con- I like the idea convention. that you could get, like, the people in to mentor them, or people who knew them. Like, yeah. you know, like, it wouldn't, you know, you might even get the actual person. Like, imagine Dane Cook coming down to advise the guy on how to do Dane like, Cook's material. No, you're not humping the stool enough. Right. And you can do it the your way or their <laughs> way. It doesn't have to, like, you can interpret it yeah. like you know 
Okay. You're welcome, Hollywood. <laughs> Freebie. Do you do that a lot on this program? Just, yeah. give... Just give ideas away. Yes. Ideas. I, yeah. oh, I do I'd like to time. think in the future. I... I forget great ideas so fast. Do you ever do that? Where it's just, oh, man. Where you just, uh, you know you had one in your car, and then by the time you get out of the car, you're like, what was that great idea? I don't have any more time. My schedule is full. So I am fine for anyone else to take these ideas because yeah. all the ideas I have are, th- are for things that I would like. If someone was already <laughs> making them, see. I yeah. just want to see. Right? I don't want to do any of the work. I don't need to. I'm Somebody grab a hold of this. on the idea. Yeah. So I've spoken about it before on the podcast, but my Shazam DB thing where if you see an actor, you should better hold your phone towards them and like Shazam, it goes to the IDMDB. See, so now you so really you need to hold on like, to that. That's an app. Right, that could be an app, right? That could be an app. Yeah, I'm right across that as an app. <laughs> Put it out there, people. Just do it. If you're an app maker, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, app makers. You're welcome, Hollywood. And you're welcome, you're welcome app, app makers. You're welcome, app makers. Yeah. You just made two or, really specific. Or should I say, you're welcome. That's what I'll say after them all the time. I'll tag it. Hashtag you're welcome. I thought of an app the other day. Is there an app where, because uh, you think about Christmas shopping, is there an app yet? This is, again, you're welcome, app makers. Is there an app where you can like organize everybody that you have to get gifts for in just like an automatic, almost like a gift registry for Christmas? Oh, yeah. You know how for weddings yeah, you do like a of gift like a, registry? It's like, it's kind of like an Amazon wish list. Yeah, but everyone is on a network that yeah. knows they're going to be getting each other Christmas right. presents. Like your family would be on a Christmas present network. And you can sign up at any stage. Yeah. Or you just like digitally give them the store information right. and just say like, this is the link to the thing. Like registering oh, for Christmas. And, and it might be one of those things that like, uh, this is actually a good one for your app. Because the yeah. products could all come app with... App makers. <laughs> the products could all up. come with like a barcode of some yeah. kind. So during the year... What you do is like during the year when you see something you like or that you want, exactly. you swipe it, QPC the information that. just goes straight into that the thing. That goes in your network. So that like people know, oh, okay, well, he's in, he's in the market for you like- You got your list, your profiles, like right. just- There's a $300 drum set here. There's like a blah, blah, blah here. And you're like, yeah. you go, well, I can afford this much. It's kind of like a life registry. Right. And you're just t- constantly clicking A gift it registry for your life. For your life. At any stage when someone wants oh. to- you know what? That's a <laughs> fucking great idea. If there was an app where... Cause Why is it just for weddings? What? It doesn't have to be for just weddings. Because you need to buy people... I'm for, doing the commercial right like, now. Ready? Uh, <laughs> yeah, play okay. on the commercial. Yeah, do it. Ready? Why is it just for weddings? All right, that'll be in it. <laughs> That's the tag. Yeah, why is it just for weddings? And it's me on a billboard, like... We'll do like a 3D thing where I'm shaking. Okay, uh, this is why I like, think this is one of the greatest guys of all, up, like, all time. What? What? Because we want to give people gifts at all times. I think, yeah. and I think the world will be better place. I think there will you... be more with our app. There will be more uh, situations where you get gifts because I, it'll just be we'll just be. I 100 percent agree with you. So here's some things that this app <laughs> is going to bring to the world. Right? No, I'm serious about this <laughs> yeah. because the world would be a better place if people. Because it's so nice when somebody brings you a present, right? Right. Like I, I went and did a podcast the other night and took some beers. Now I took the beers to be honest because I wanted to drink beer and I was worried they didn't have beer, but. I, they also were like... That's that, a heads up move. Right. It was nice. They were nice. They were like, oh, it's nice. Someone brought beer, right? Yeah. Made the world a better place. Yeah. Uber works because at the moment, everyone's being nice to the driver and in reverse because they're rating each other. Right. You can't tell me the it's world a community. wouldn't be a better place if when you went to things or whatever, you could take a little present. So if you're putting your things into this life registry, they can be big things, small things, whatever. I'm suddenly having you over Man, for the you podcast, just took this right? to the next level. I've just like... You, 
I'm like, hey, Andy's coming over. I'd like to thank him for doing the podcast. Right. I can click onto there and go, hey, you know what he really likes? He likes this sort of chocolates or whatever. Yeah. And that's just like me going, oh, brilliant. I'm gonna- and maybe you got categories like big, right. big events, small events, yeah. thank yous, your welcomes. Right. <laughs> And so you can just keep registering like things of all level. And then just when you get those things, you know, you take them off the registry or whatever. Boom. That people would always, if, so, if I had someone coming over, if I was going to someone's dinner or whatever, I would look them it up. It would just make a really on, frustrating aspect on live of registry life so first, easy. Yeah. And then just get them something they wanted. Yeah. And the world would be a better place. And who, I mean, yeah, no one ever gets mad that you brought like the exact thing you wanted. No one ever Like, not does. even in the ballpark. Because sometimes, like, when you throw the idea out there of what right. you want this year and you try to not show disappointment when they didn't exactly hit the mark, like, wrong size, right. not right color, like, those things. Like, this, this eliminates, eliminates all of that. Eliminates it. All of that. It's all gone. <laughs> this is, honestly, I got to be honest with you, this might be the podcast we can never release. <laughs> Two lawyers just entered your apartment. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> is a brilliant idea. We made that. Don't. Hey, we made that together. Right. Okay. I, <laughs> I like that. Um, okay. So uh, I'm glad that we recorded that because if this becomes like one of those Facebook situations and then suddenly you're trying to deny that, like, you know, like. <laughs> this could get ugly fast. Yeah, this could, yeah I mean. There's going to be a battle. <laughs> Podcast was podcast was great, but that lawsuit over life registry, Man, wow, nasty stuff. No one, no one had ever sued a podcast before that. Changed the industry. <laughs> Changed the industry. Oh, we were talking about uh, that that show and the idea of so the talent show. The first time I did comedy, I was up against a guy doing Dane Cook's act. Uh-huh. A guy who part of his act was saying uh, one of his jokes was a lot of people say I'm out of shape, but rounds a shape. Mm. That was Trump's jokes, mm-hmm. and then a guy did a, a guitar act, and he—I think he did just a um, Adam Sandler song, like he just sang an Adam mm-hmm. Sandler song. And then I went up and did original material, and I think right. the crowd was just like, "Oh, I think he—I right. think he did it right." I think yeah, <laughs> I think he did it the right thing. He right. did what they wanted him to do. I think <laughs> I got like an applause break just off of uh, like I—I th- I remember my jokes doing okay. I mean, it was my very first set. Okay, How so good do you do? I have a theory. You're not supposed to do good on your first set. Okay, like, no, right? no. I, I'm working on a bit of a theory at the moment. Now, um, first set theory? Like, yeah, it's a bit of a first set Is this set theory. as genius? Just tell me, before you even get into it, if it's anywhere near life registry. No. Because we just like... One good idea in episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just changed the game right. of giving gifts. Yeah, I don't I know mean, what you did today. <laughs> it was. We're a disruptor. But we We're just changed how everybody in America gives gifts. Right. That's Somewhere, all. like at Amazon, Jeff Bezos oh my God. just got a, like a chill down his spine. <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't not know why. The owner of Google he, just, like just yeah. shifted in his chair a little bit. It's like he's Googling things. Like he's, right now at yeah. Google, everyone's Googling yeah. game change. Game just change. to see what happens. Game changer of the day. Right. Listen to all the podcasts. <laughs> That's somebody's job. Right. Just like huddled in a room listening to all the podcasts of that day. Get in the podcast booth and transcribe all of today's podcasts. Like, like, I mean, there probably is someone at the NSA whose job it is to do something like some version of that. Hello to any of those and people. And his bosses from the 20s. Get into the... P- Dave Anthony and I uh, discovered on the last episode that, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you remember a show called Shazam. Uh, there was a superhero show in the oh, yeah. uh, 70s, I think, uh, yeah, 1974, 75, called Shazam. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and the show. He had that, like an ex, not an exclamation, like a lightning bolt. Right, that's right, Shazam, yeah. and they're making a Marvel. Uh, well, Marvel, I think he was Marvel, but yeah, because he, he was Cap- Captain Marvel. No, he was Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. So um, they're making a Marvel movie about mm-hmm. the, like they're making a Shazam Captain Marvel movie, yeah. right? So we were talking about that, and then we found in our research, we were trying to work out about it, that the companion show that was in the other half an hour was called The Secrets of Isis. Oh, really? Yeah. There was a show like an American TV t- for two years called The Secrets of Isis. So now that we've spoken about The Secrets of Isis, the name of that show on this podcast, I can guarantee you there are people from the NSA listening. So I just want to say hello to everyone from the NSA. Hey guys. One more time, I've said it in a very like <laughs> fine way. I am saying the words The Secrets of Isis, and I understand that has it was triggered a TV something show in your, but from it was our a TV past. show from our past, and that's all we're doing, reminiscing about The Secrets of Isis and how much what we was in the, the comic book ISIS. world, what was Isis? Uh, so we worked this out, but it was an Egyptian uh, right. goddess thing. There was an amulet involved. Yeah, so you can talk about that. There was an Egyptian goddess. It was fine. So uh, uh, that's uh, no, probably the, the next thing we know. We go through the TSA. They've banned amulets. Yeah, like we've heard there's I, some amulet chatter. I always worry. I have a bit in my act where I uh, it requires me to put into Google Maps the word Hitler. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I show uh, that there's places in our country uh, named after Hitler yep. or named Hitler. It's part of the bit. And I, I'm always just kind of waiting uh, for uh, some sort of email or phone call. It's like, why do you, why do you Google search Hitler right. every single day at 8.30 p.m. and 9.30 p.m.? Like, no, I absolutely agree with you. I'm just the, waiting for that. The amount awkward. Of time. Here's let me give you the bit. I'm just no. ex- doing the no. bit to an NSA man. Yeah, that's what you'd have to do, though, right? That's my new career goal. That's what you would have to do. Transcribe You're my like, bit for the bit, NSA. I'm doing a bit. I have a great bit. It's right. about a pond in Ohio called Hitler Pond. Right. Isn't that <laughs> isn't that hilarious? <laughs> Uh, first gig theory. Here's my first gig theory that I'm working on at the moment, which yeah. may or may not be true. Um, I've been thinking a lot about honesty in comedy. Yeah. And, you know, just from a personal point of view, you know, where I'm going in my journey with it and what I want to achieve. It's a time of the year now where I'm thinking about what next year's show will be. I'm at the end of this year's tour and I'm yeah. thinking about what next year's show will be. So the first step in that for me is always trying to think about well, what is my overall general thoughts about comedy and my philosophy about comedy and where I'm at and where it's at and how I want to reflect those things, you know, going forward before I start thinking about jokes and stories. What is it that I want to say and how do I want to say it? And so I've been thinking about honesty a lot and how much you have to shake off of what you build up, to be honest. And it's brought me back to first gigs. I think the reason that first gigs go so well generally, because I think in if you ask people about how their first gig went, I think most people, particularly most professional stand-up comedians, yeah. will tell you their first gig went well. They will often tell you their second gig went terribly. My, That's me. My, my first gig was amazing. My second gig was hosting the BET uh, <laughs> comedy show in a uh-huh. theater, another huge theater situation, right. but just... A misbooking. Right. It was a misbooking. <laughs> okay, but that's a perfect example, right? Yeah. And I've done no research on this, but anecdotally, from listening to people and talking to people, I think that experience is very, very common. I'd like to see the stats on it. Yeah. I'd like to see some sort of pie chart that tells me how many people's first gigs were great and second gigs were terrible. But I bet it would be a lot. Yeah. And I think it's because your first gig, you're as honest as you're going to be 
until like about 10 years later. Like essentially what happens in your first gig, you and when I say honest, you're just everything about you is evident to the people there. Yeah. About it because your nerves, your you don't have. There is no way of you having, or people can see your pretense if you have pretense. It's one of the most honest things you'll ever see. Someone for the first time doing it because it's they're riding that ride for the first time. Yeah. As soon as you've done it once, your brain starts to adjust for what it thinks it knows. Yeah. Right. I and think that's you, why your second gig goes terribly because your brain adjusts for all the things that it knows now, which yeah. it doesn't know enough to process that information. So it's making a bunch of assumptions based on one set of feedback and it makes too many over adjustments or thinks the right things are too right and the wrong things are too wrong and then comes in the second gig without being in the moment because that's that first gig you're in the moment yeah. whatever the fucking moment is and the second you gig you're it. trying to recreate that, that moment. moment you're just trying to do right? that again yeah, yeah yeah we build that up and then we get rid of all this stuff that is honest and because that, that's what the first process is getting your five right getting your 10 right building your hour doing that stuff but all that is about getting rid of your honesty to be yeah. honest and like finding it into like a you know, a five minute act and a 10 minute act and a whatever yeah. right and then if you get good enough <clears throat> you get the luxury to then pull all that shit apart again yeah. and try to go back to being completely honest. And being well, and then you talk. get technical and can make like anything into a joke. But I think the first things you have to pull from when you first start are things like family. Well, I get just in my case, I was young when I started. I was like 18 when I started. So I, I had like family stories and like right, uh, observations of the town, <laughs> the college town, like and college stuff. And like college life stuff. I and, like that though. But they were just like right stories you know. and like honest things. Yeah. But but that's why like when I say a teenager, do, like and they do, like I always say to them, talk about school and just what talk it's like about, and whatever. What are you? You're about? into. Yeah. Because we've all been like everyone in your audience has been your age. Yeah. So it's not foreign material to us, even if we don't understand everything about like we get what it's like to be a fucking fifteen year old kid. Talk about what a fifteen year old kid. But I think do. that's how everyone should start. Just go up. Pick a thing to go to and just talk. Just talk about yourself. Don't worry about right. being good or oh, joke don't. structure. Just go. <laughs> Worrying about being good like, gets in the way of. Jot, being good. I mean, write so some awesome. things down. Jot some. I mean, write down stories or antidotes or some things about yourself. But right. keep it to just like simply, almost like you're introducing just yourself. Now, did you uh, say antidotes instead of anecdotes? Then, or did I mishear that? Uh. uh Maybe I, I. Or did you intentionally say antidotes? I missed it because I antidote. enjoy. I think well, I, don't know I enjoy I the idea. Antidote. I enjoy the idea that you have to write down antidotes. antidotes. <laughs> like I enjoy the like I enjoy if there's some young comedian out there who's taking that advice really to heart. They're like, okay, I'll write some notes and then I have to get some antidotes. <laughs> like, am I going to get poisoned by other comedians at the gig? <laughs> you need three. Here's your antidote, kid. <laughs> Welcome to comedy. You got your what head. is this for? You'll know it when you see it. It's comedy's version of getting past. Yeah. <laughs> no, you get the antidotes. You get the antidotes. <laughs> uh, that's, what, that, that's how we can make our point scoring system even better. Like you get, uh, when you get to a certain level and a certain league, you get the, like a range of different more antidotes for the various poisons. We're <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what – back to our league. Man, we're coming up with so much genius stuff. I can't even believe it. I can't keep track. We've come up with a comedy league. We've professionalized comedy. Right. That's one thing we did today. Right. <laughs> um, and we were barely warming up at that point. Yeah. But it, with that, there's going to be, like, levels of that league, I think. So I think, like, the ultimate – so who right. would be, like, the professionals of, like, the top league – well, I mean, 
I if guess, we did like teams, so it'd be let, like well, Louis, Louis C.K. would be like the captain. I, of I think you've got no, New York, I, no. Right? I don't think it works like that. I think that no. like you, like you really the elite level is like this is what this new system does. The elite level is genuinely like elite. So let's just say you get like twenty. Like there's like, I don't know how many football teams are, but say oh, so it is like, like golf again. Whatever, like you're right? in the you're in the elite. Yeah, level. you have to be in that. Like oh, like being seeded at a tennis tournament. There like, you, you go. know what I mean? Like the your yeah. seed. Right. Okay. So the top seeds that. Rankings, ah, rankings, rankings, and, seeds. and then you like seeds for the next year. Let's really figure out who's the best. At this. <laughs> it's about time we really figure out which one of us. I would be like, I would be like on the uh, C team. <laughs> I would be on like uh, like a, a recreational amateur league team. Like if the if tennis, like you know how sometimes you play against a person that's like you know I'm ranked like four thousand six hundred and seventy second. Yeah, but in you're the ranked. Country. But you're like ranked. You're ranked. Yeah, I'm. I'm ranked. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm ranked. No, you're ranked. But you're <laughs> about to burst up the rankings because you've just recorded and are about to release an album. That was beautiful how you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably made slightly less beautiful by you stopping down <laughs> to like <laughs> edit that out. Edit that out. I couldn't help. It. That'll be. But that'll be one of the levels. Like you've got to have released an album. Like that's genuinely like you get a certain amount of points in the league for you know producing an album and getting Pro- it out. there. Getting your right, own you know? thing out yeah. there, I think, would be like your first. It would be like your uh, first pro am tournament. Yeah. Like okay. once you like you're now in the you're na- you're now eligible for ranking. Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> if you like produce something, if it's sold nationally, let's say if it's a product sold nationally on the internet, would you say that? Yeah, okay, yeah, I like it. <laughs> that would get you, like, that would get you something. Yeah. Like, if you get your first nationally distributed album, that's you're bumped up in the league. And then if you get your first, like, late night television set, that's definitely one. You're like, you ra- it's almost like a, a, you know how they do power rankings? Yes. Oh, and like, like football, like you can go yeah. up and down the power rankings. Right. Like you can lose like, oh man, he lost it on a I server mean, yeah. in Cincinnati last week. He had seven errors in one set. He dropped the microphone. You know what? This wasn't is, a good week. This is actually really good too for like your Kramer moments. Yeah, you know? that would be like because you're be like, like, well, that's a shitty season. Just tried, it's just like getting just a suspension. Like, like he's you know, not even playing he, in the same league right. next season. But he does his like, but yeah, but like, but he does his like, you know, he's like a rod, you know, in the baseball. He does his yeah. two seasons for steroids, and then you know he's welcome back. Yeah, because like you know you get enough rankings, you come back to the big. Like you yep. know, what I mean, you're not out forever. Yeah, like we're gonna give you another shot, but you know this is pretty. You know. Happens in baseball all the time. Yeah. You get sent back down to the little leagues. Or the little leagues. You're a professional who gets sent back down to play with nine-year-olds. That sounds like a good Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yes. Okay, you're welcome, Hollywood. He's, he's Adam a professional. A professional he's a professional player baseball player who has such a shitty league. season <laughs> that he has to play for like a Catholic division, like a church uh, league. Like the <laughs> the league I played in was called the Ty Cobb League. Ty Cobb was a famous Detroit Tiger. Uh-huh. I played like. T-ball all the way right? up. I don't know if the cop oh, sandwich is named after Ty Cobb. Know. Internet? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, well, you do that. So the Ty Cobb league, so it'd be like that. So Adam Sandler has one bad season, or he, like, attacks an umpire. It's basically Happy let's, Gilmore, let's but do, baseball. Let's do um, <laughs> the Mighty Ducks clause, because uh, I don't know if you like know the premise of the Mighty Ducks. But, He's um, semi-pro. Coach uh, Gordon Bombay, who is a high-priced uh, lawyer, uh, gets a drunk driving charge mm. and is sentenced by the judge in some quirk of the American penal system to coach peewee hockey. 
that quirky penis. Right? Yeah. That's what you need to do. Get a drunk in charge of some uh, children with no male role models. That's really the premise but of this movie. Is, yeah. So this will be the – like we, we'll do one of these for this movie, right? Like he yeah. gets sent back. The league – like he strikes an umpire and there's a rule that the, prof- that the MLB has never is. even used. No, no, no. Here's the thing. He never graduated – primary school so it's billy madison meets oh yeah <laughs> like so essentially he has to go back to school but through a quirk of the law he's allowed to play like peewee hockey yeah. like do your hockey because he's well still they at, found like, out that he skipped like amateur level peewee baseball because <clears throat> he was so good but he gets punished by the league to go back and have to re to do it. He has to what get that as like a merit we, badge. We've come up with three more plausible clauses than they ever need for an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> they would, they would. We've come up with three plausible. You could just start the movie where he's right. playing t-ball, yeah. and like, that's they great. won't care. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, the this whole act. movie is that scene where yeah. it's the final game, and just just go right to that. It's was, the final game. I was watching Happy Gilmore <laughs> again the other day, which is a fantastic movie. Happy the Gilmore, yeah. the golf one. Yeah, it, the only good one, I think. Yeah. But it's... Uh, Billy Madison's pretty good. I mean, an adult in elementary school. Right. Come on. Uh, <laughs> the thing I love about Happy Gilmore is the whole premise at the end, the way that he wins the tournament is them being a stickler for the rules, whereas every single other moment of that film is them flaunting the rules of golf. <laughs> like yeah. every single thing he does would get him disqualified from a golf tournament. But yeah, it, but the, the way I always thought about that movie, the way that he hits the golf ball, I think, is yeah. uh, illegal. Okay. Or, or Have you ever seen a golfer just run up and crank it I've like never that? never seen it. No. The Cobb salad is a main dish American garden salad made from chopped salad greens. Uh, okay, we don't need a recipe. We just... Origin. Yep. Uh, there are various stories about how the salad was invented. Oh, exists. man. See, so we're not going to get a straight... Straight answer it's, on this. It's, Cob, it's Cobgate. <laughs> uh, one says that it, it's complicated. Right. <laughs> uh, one says that it came about in the 1930s at the Hollywood Brown Derby restaurant, where it became the signature dish and is named for the restaurant's owner, Howard, Robert Howard Cobb. Stories vary uh, as to whether the salad was invented by Cobb or by his chef Chuck Wilson. The legend is that Cobb had not eaten until near midnight, so he mixed together leftovers he found in the kitchen. I mean, that's not much of a legend. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, I did that last night. Yeah, I accidentally I made an something. I made an Andy sandwich. I made a I made a Peter sandwich. Right. <laughs> it was like pepperoni, provolone cheese on a bagel. Toasted. With like Italian dressing. Right. That's your Can yours. we call that the Peters? Yes. <laughs> yes I did can. what I did what cop did. No, well, that's all you did. I threw the it other in. night I mixed some uh, cinnamon crunch uh, breakfast cereal with some creme fraiche. I'm sure no one's ever done that, but <laughs> Oh you mean fucking... the Anderson? <laughs> oh you mean you had an Anderson? I'm having so much fun on your podcast. Uh, Do people are you supposed to say that on a podcast? No, I like that. <laughs> People normally say one of two things, like because people that, people who listen to this podcast have drinking games, and so it's like if oh. there's certain expressions and stuff that come up or topics or whatever. Oh, why don't you give me the heads up on that? I don't. No, know no, no. I don't like to, people to you know. But one that we haven't uh, done uh, today is normally well, not normally, but a lot of the time, apparently, the guests will at some point in the podcast ask if they're doing a good job. That happened. I used like, to do that. Oh my god. When I first started podcasting, that was my big... That's an error. That would get you an error. Nowadays, I mean, that is a big faux pas. Am I, do you think I'm doing okay? 
I used to do that on podcasts all the time. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> Okay, let's, uh, but, let's. But am I doing okay? Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing very <laughs> good. Uh, Someone's drinking. The legend that Cobb had not eaten till midnight. So yeah, mm. okay, mix the shit together, um, along with some bacon cooked by the line cook and tossed it into their French dressing. This version of the story, dated to 1937, is retold in the television comedy series Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh yeah, but they did it with the Waldorf salad. Uh, when Larry David searches for evidence to prove that another character, Cliff Cobb. No. Oh. Has falsely claimed that his grandmother invented the salad. Another That's version, right. I remember now, of the creation is that Robert Crease, executive chef at the restaurant, created the salad in 1929, the year of the Brown Derby's Hollywood location opened, and named it in honor of Robert Cobb. The same source confirms that 1937 was the reported date of the version noted above, with Cobb making the salad. Okay, well that wasn't as exciting as I was hoping it was going to be then. <laughs> A guy was like, I want a salad. He threw some stuff together and made a salad. Right. And somehow along the way, right. everyone's like, yeah, I'll call it the Cobb salad. Right. He must have really been pushy about that. Because that's the other thing is like... Because that's mo- not a grand story. Because most other salads for making aren't a, named as after far as people, are they? Well, Waldorf salad is Waldorf. Named. But it, what, other Caesar. salads? Oh, Caesar, I guess it is. Yeah. Okay, heaps are. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about this before. But like Caesar, I mean, he but could like have... But like side salad isn't yeah. named after like Gary Side or something, right? <laughs> oh, you want the Gary? The Gary, that's what we call it because it's named after Gary oh, Side, man. the guy who invented the side salad. Gary Side's over there making a tiny salad for some reason. <laughs> he ordered a regular size salad, Gary Side. <laughs> it's named after that guy who always came in one of the but tiny salads. But I made a salad. tiny salad. Tiny salad. <laughs> Side salad was born. <laughs> Gary side. That's the greatest thing ever. What are you doing, Gary? We put you on salads, and these are the sides of the salads you're making. No, I, I made a new kind of salad. But yeah, you can't. You he must have been like in the restaurant nonstop. Like, right. hey, you want to know what it's called, though? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he probably just brought it to tables because then he said he worked at a restaurant he probably just brought it out when no one asked for anything like what is this does everybody get a weird like <laughs> thrown together this, this is, egg crumble on top I've really of romaine the, the food here tonight but then walnuts he brought out leftovers <laughs> this looks like leftovers this looks like it was late at night and there was Bowl. nothing else in your restaurant every table episode i, I imagine like i would be fine with you eating this late at night if this was just made up of but this is not I didn't order this. They're really pushy here. I love, <laughs> I love the steak. It's yeah. always well cooked. But man, Cobb comes out, greets are really nice, and but he really pushes that salad. On ironically, you. like it was like the early version of Yelp reviews, yeah. and everyone was like, "This oh. is the best place." But uh, like reviewers would be like, "Like get rid of the Cobb," and then the Cobb became the ironically Cobb like, yeah, famous. Like uh, you know, like uh, what's the beer that all hipsters like? You know, the the blue and white and red. like Kleenex was just uh, like John Kleenex was just blowing his nose right. into a rag in his pocket. Yeah, that wasn't called anything. Not until <laughs> <laughs> he came along. <laughs> it's like here, use this instead. I've cut down a can tree. You guys, <laughs> can you guys start calling this Kleenex? <laughs> yeah, if you want us to. Dave Cheerios over here putting milk on stuff. 
I wish I wish everything that was like the rule. <laughs> everything had to be named after somebody. Off like you this. couldn't, your company couldn't do anything but that. Like you had, <laughs> like Cheerios were like Dave Cheerio. Like, yeah, no. Well, I mean, because some of them were like the Kellogg's or whatever. They were like Kellogg. the were named after you know the Kellogg's. I I like that. They they should and they should change the name of the brand when the company yeah. <laughs> changes hands. Then we'd all know. Imagine if like Fruit Loops were called like McLeonards or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's fruity and delicious. Man. And people would be upset. They'd be like, they taste different. They're like, we haven't changed the recipe. It's literally the same thing. McLeonards have been. <laughs> I want some people on, online fruity like, corn I want buying Fruit Loops on eBay and stuff at like inflated prices. They're like, this, and the people at McLeonards, like, these are the same things. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Um, so we should finish up, but let's talk about your uh, album um, yeah. because it's coming out on November the 11th. And yeah. this podcast is coming out on uh, Wednesday about November the 4th or 5th or whatever that Perfect. is. Perfect. So, um, so I, now I'm going to tell people I will be at the Meltdown show tonight if you're in LA and I will be at uh, Hot Tub at the Virgil on Monday. And I'm in Dallas, uh, Oklahoma in Dallas. Hyena is in Dallas and one nighter in Oklahoma uh, next week. Uh, there are tickets available for my Perth, Darwin, Kalgoorlie, uh, Melbourne uh, Comics Lounge and uh, Sydney Opera House shows. Uh, so everyone knows where to find information about those. Go and check out those. That'd be fantastic. I want to know about your album. Where does it come out? Where can people? You're really find doing it? shows at the Sydney Opera House. That's amazing. The final night of the tour. So I took a year off this year to yeah. only do stand up. That was my big uh, aim for the year. I'm just impressed with you. I don't want to talk about my album anymore. Let's talk about your show at the Sydney Opera. Since <laughs> that's far more impressive. That's my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show myself out. Uh, so we. Um, uh, I've been working in the media combined with stand-up in uh -huh. various forms uh, for the last 15 years straight. I've never had a year where I could just go back to doing what it is that I actually do for a living, which is just do stand-up comedy. Right. Um, so at the end of last year, I turned 40. and um, it, Well, in January this year, I turned 40. And uh, I decided I was going to give myself a year just to do stand-up, what I had wanted to do for a long time. I thought it was a good time to do it. Like things were starting to go well here and I had enough work to kind of come over here and you yeah. know, do that. And so I thought, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take a year and I'm going to travel to festivals. And, you know, we did Montreal and Edinburgh and it was great. It's been great. But I thought, well, you know what, how do I know the year's finished? If you do something all year, like you don't want to just finish the tour, like the last night being, you know, like, I mean, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You, what, but you a know, year like, of comedy isn't January 1st to December right. 30th. Yes. And there's no real sense of like when yeah. the clock's on or off. Yeah. So we thought, well, I want to do something special. It's kind of when you want to be in certain cities, sort of. So AI wanted to record the show because this is the show that I've done the most work on and the thing that I'm most proud of. And so I wanted to record it, you know, and also for my comedy ranking points, obviously I had to put out a new, like, you know, film special. You yep. Know, like, yep. Um, <clears throat> And then I thought, well, where do I want to do that? Um, so the last 15 years I've lived in Sydney. I, I made it my home and, you know, in like in that time. Like I moved to Sydney to, to do that like first radio job and I've stayed there to do all those media jobs. So I've never been like a full-time comedian like while I've lived in Sydney. So I, I said I want to do it in my hometown. I want to be able to like after the show, at the end of the tour, go home and sleep in my own bed and maybe have a drink with my friends and like, yeah. you know, just – end it right you know if i'm going to do something for a year this might be the only year i ever get to do this like i want to do it right i want to end it right so we decided that we would do it in the main like the concert hall at sydney opera house like it's the biggest i mean it's the 
most famous venue in Australia, yeah. and one of the most fa- yeah famous in the venues world in the world. Yeah, I'm probably never going to get to play like, in the world. I just said. yeah, but I'm probably never going to get to play like Madison Square Gardens or anything like that. My career will probably never be big enough here that I ever get to do something like that. But, but this that is I mean, but I, what I, I was going to say that that's like Australia's Madison Square right. Garden, right? Yeah. So we decided that uh, so January 19, I'm doing it, and we're going to film it all, do a big old fashioned special, you know, like. Inspired by those big like Robin Williams night at the Mets or the big Richard Pryor ones where they weren't kind of like yeah instead of it being like a like, Carnegie Hall kind of yeah. ordeal yeah. and do it like a proper that's way. awesome yeah so yeah so two shows uh, in the one night and then just uh, and that's it but it's amazing I'm I'm very excited about it and the support from the audience has been amazing like I when I put it on I was like I was hopeful that we'd sell out at least one show we've already basically sold out one show and it's you know not until January 19 so we're putting another one on sale next week so. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. That's it's awesome. very exciting. But uh, and thank you for letting me talk about it because I love to plug it. Thank you, <laughs> no thank problem. you, very guys. Uh, but I wanted to talk about your album, which comes out next week. Yeah, so I did a show uh, at the Virgil. You know the Virgil Theater here in town. We've hung out there before, which is great, and which is where I'll be at Hot Tub next week. Always go and see that show. It's it's, super it's becoming like as far as LA places that I just like to be at. Not even yeah. not even performing at just like yeah. to like i'll pop in and hang cool out bar. at it's like a nice it's, place as well. it's like an upstairs clubhouse kind of green room right it's a it's a setup that i really like the audience is right in front of you the uh uh everything's just kind of right there in front, and you can only see they light it very well uh usually and then there's uh you can just see the first two rows which is i like that that's what i prefer and so i was i've been wanting to do just my own album for a while and then uh uh uh, Joel Mandelkorn and Mandy Johnson, who do the Super Serious show, uh, just asked me if I wanted to do like a night where we just like record it and film it and just kind of go from there, see what we want to do, where I do like an hour. Uh, and so I did it with uh, Eddie Pepitone was on the show and Karen Kilgariff was on the show. So we haven't had Karen on yet, but I would love to because I love Karen. And uh, but Eddie's been on this show before. And just that those two did it was like amazing. <laughs> Eddie's one of my favorite dudes. His right special now. in Ruins, if you have a chance oh, to man. check that out, is wonderful. Yeah. So uh, Steve Feinartz, who filmed that one in Ruins, he filmed this for us at oh, the great. Verge. And we even did like a little thing with that is Eddie. So well. Oh, so good. And uh, well, he did. I liked. Uh, I've been watching a lot of specials because obviously I've got mine coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been watching a lot to sort of work out what, that's what how I, I want. Yeah, and, going and into mine, I was like watching everything on Netflix. And well, Steve Feinerts also did uh, Bitter Buddha, which is oh, the which is documentary fantastic. about yeah. him, about Eddie. Which also I recommend people check out. And then, so we filmed it and uh, recorded it uh, for an album. And sort of kind of had loose plans of what to do with it. And so Joel and Mandy put on the show, and it was an amazing show, super fun. And we just sort of recorded it from beginning to end. Uh, not a lot taken out. And I'm, like, rambling, do crowd work stuff. And I did this whole bit. Where I did, there's a whole track on the album where I'm just talking to an audience member about his occupation. Like it became like a conversation that kind of went somewhere. So it just kept happening. So that's all like in there. And it's, uh, which I like by the way. And there's also some like visual, there's visual stuff that I was, that was the biggest thing where they're like, do you want to take out the stuff where the punchline is you doing jumping jacks? I'm like, no, absolutely not. 
You can listen and imagine. You can imagine I'm doing jumping jacks. But that's how I <laughs> listened to comedy albums when I was growing up. Like that's yeah. how you had to listen to comedy albums. Like, but your imagination fills it in. But secondly, the thing that's that what I, I wanted to do. Right. Is I wanted to make that album like the uh, like the old but live. But that's what that great one night only conversation yeah. thing is. Because you know what. And the problem I have, and people have heard me talk about this on the podcast before, but the problem I have with specials in general is that you're trying to capture something that's different every night. And if it's done properly, it's different every night. And you're trying to capture a version of it that lives on forever. The thing I love about the the conversation thing, yeah. and I hope there'll be some sort of moment like that in my records, that because I want people to still remember that this is just a night of me doing this show. Exactly. Like I want it to be great, but it's, also just gonna and it'll be different tomorrow and if you saw it the next night it'll be different again and that's why i think you and like now with like netflix and hulu and straight to digital distribution uh method you can you can kind of have more control you can make that your set like your first time kind of presenting yourself to comedy fans to the nation could be something that could just be a night of how you want it like gerard carmichael just did his special at uh, the comedy store, and it was edited in a way that you just felt like you were watching him do his thing on and any given night. And it gives people a sense of like what the show would yeah. be like if you went and saw him, you yeah. know, which I think is great. Because I think we're getting there with how comedy is filmed where it feels more live than it's ever felt. Because it used to just be like late night where it's very much bit to bit, you're in a box and you have to do it beginning in, it's transcribed and you have to send in your transcribed act and you have to say it that way. Like it's all like A to B to C to D. Now if you're in control, it's just a night of you doing a show. This is partly the reason that we're filming this thing as well is because I've been hesitant about doing late nights over here because I find it hard to distill what I do into... Like to to me to tell you that this is exactly what I'll do or what I'll say because it's just not you know how I do it. Yeah. Um, I have to at some stage, and I'm working towards it. But the the big thing is like I'd rather people just see seventy minutes of what I do. Right. And now with Netflix and stuff like that, yeah, it's not, not everyone's going to see, it, but the, enough people and the right yeah. people. The are first see the it. first thing and you, you can see present. Me do what what it is that I do. Right. And also what we're going to do. Sorry, this is the best idea. Is in our new system where everyone has uh-huh. their gift registry. Uh-huh. Uh, your album and my special will be just automatically added to everybody's thing because we invented the. So it's oh like a God. little like it's already there. So, so it's like when, when, when you so signed up can, for MySpace yeah. and Tom was there. <laughs> right. What the fuck are yeah. these two albums? That's it. That's but you get to use the system for free. Yeah, and we pay for it off the back of our. Albums and we have out. comedy specials, right. so you're getting them. Yeah. So <laughs> and we like, invented. It's like YouTube, YouTube being in the in the new iPhone when you bought it. Like that's wow. Now we have to actually come out with this because that's a great way to get it into the hands of right. the nation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's but I it's mean, it's a complicated complicated. I mean, Dane Cook got really good at MySpace and built himself a career, but us inventing a whole new way to communicate just for the purpose of building our career is <laughs> yeah. one of the more complicated. But you know, <laughs> it'd be like if, uh, but in a way, simple. Like if, if you Mark think about Zuck, it, <laughs> if Mark Zuckerberg like finally came out yeah. with what he was actually trying to achieve, he's like, actually, I'm really into balloons, and I was just trying to come up with a really good way of people sharing balloon information. <laughs> If you change the world, you get to plug your other little thing. Right. Like I also have. Yeah. I, <laughs> Whatever you're into. <laughs> yeah. Plug away. I also make handbags out of vintage right. uh, vinyl. To be honest, that's my real passion. <laughs> the Facebook thing just took off. <laughs> but I'm also a telecommunications major. Right. Um, but you, you're going to have, for now, you have to do work. You got to go to AST Records to get my album. November okay. 11th. 
well, it's out for pre-order now. You can go to AST Records right now and order it, uh-huh. and it ships and is available digitally on iTunes on November 11th. And when and when you get the vinyl album, it'll come digitally too. Oh, okay. In some magical digital way. I like that. I know I like <laughs> It's that, in there. They'll just give you a little uh, passcode or whatever that you downloaded or something. Yeah, it's a, that's exactly I what mean, it every, is. I mean, I buy a lot of vinyl. I have a record player and I love yeah. playing records. And It'll be letters and numbers that you punch into yeah. a machine. Yeah, they always give you like a digital download as well. <laughs> yeah, it's good. and then it's there. And so anyway, and but I'm not doing CDs. You can make your own CDs. So I'm not going <sighs> to do that work for you. You can make your you. own CDs. Uh, you buy it digitally and you make it. Right. <laughs> That's how Seriously. you'll have my CD. Yeah, you're the record company. Now. Yeah, and then because I like vinyls, vinyls are nice. You can display them. You got them right. in a box. Like I want, I've always wanted to have that because I, I like record collections. There was like a it's record also, collection like, in my home I like growing the, up. And, I like the idea yeah. of the sense of the album having like you know sides and like the idea that like, taking a thing out right. and, and like if people uh, yeah. are gonna like actually taking a thing out. play it. Like yeah. you know, it's in your iPod. Like, I have things sit there. Like, I finally, I had a long drive the other night and I was flipping through my iPod looking for something to listen to. And uh, I've got, I had one of Mike Brabiglia's shows just sitting there. It's been sitting there for probably 18 months. Just living in and your And just living in there. In and I machine? was like, because I just was never at the right time, even though I bought it and downloaded it, you know. And then so I had this big drive and it was perfect actually for that. It was nice to listen to and I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was like, if I'd bought the record, if I'd like bought the album, like, you know, the vinyl, I would have listened to it. I would have taken it home and I would have unwrapped it and I would have listened to it. But because I can just download it into my, yeah. you know, I do that with podcasts and stuff. I'm sure people do that with this podcast. Oh, summer's just automatic. I think you could set it up now where you just, as soon as one comes out, it downloads into right. your, uh, bo- your box. We your like box. you to, we like you to subscribe. <laughs> To um, iTunes yeah. because it helps us in the rankings, uh, particularly to our US listeners. We the have, comedy rankings. Yeah. <laughs> and it helps, oh, it, and it helps it Will in his comedy rankings. It does, particularly in my comedy <laughs> rankings, if you could subscribe. Uh, if you're in the US in particular, we have lots of listeners, but we don't have as many subscribers. Um, if you're a Walking the Room fan and you haven't heard the most recent uh, episode I did with Dave Anthony, he does speak at the end about... Uh, walking the Room finishing. And, you know, I know there's some people out there who are. Um, who wanted them to do a final podcast and wanted some sort of answers and stuff. Dave Dave has a bit of a chat about it. Like, well, it's not in depth, but like we talked for 10 or 15 minutes. So if you're a person who's interested in that, you can find that at the end of the uh, previous podcast of this. Uh, mate, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so, so much, much for fun. being Thanks, a guest, man. Charlie. Uh, and uh, but, oh, we didn't tell people what the album was called. So exclamation mark, it. question point. Okay. Do you put in an exclamation mark and then a question point, or do you? Is it you have to? You write spell it out. It out. But on the cover of the album, the symbol's there. But you would write it out, right? And Andy Peters—that's just <laughs> yeah. what they search for, right? It's just Andy Peters's album. That's all. Yeah, and they'll find <laughs> it, right? Is there any other Andy Peters on the internet? Is it there like- is. Do you know England has a TV show host? Uh, he's a tele- He's like a children's TV show host named Andy Peters. Oh, okay. And it's but it's A N D I. Oh, and then that's a girl's um, way of spelling it, yeah, I, I mean, whatever. You know. And I can go on for hours about this dude in Omaha named Andy Peters who will not give me the Twitter handle that I want. What does he do? He's just at Andy Peters, yeah, but and what, mine like, has you, to be... You, you must have looked at his life and what he's into and what his like, <laughs> he's job is. He's a tech is. blogger uh-huh. uh, who lives in Omaha. Less than me, so you got to give it up, right? That's, yeah, I would have thought so. Bump it up to the guy with the more followers. Right. 
Do the right thing. That's actually something in our legs that we will take care of once you get to a certain point. Listen, I'm in Andy Peters. You're in Andy Peters. Yeah, but that's what, like, we'll have guys, like, from our, like, league who go around and enforce the rules. Oh, my God. So, like, certainly, like, if you get up enough ranking points, say you're in the second division, you're, yeah. That's the equivalent of, like, your personal bat boy. Right. Somebody somebody goes and gets you a Andy Peters. Give me my goddamn Twitter. And they get you a tick. They get you, like, a verified. Yeah. They both come together. They just sort that shit out for you. That's part of the incentive. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. Right? People might be asking, "How do how we do get, you get that? How do we get everyone? How do you to get verified? Is that like a threat? Do you have to threaten someone?" I don't really know how it works, <laughs> to be honest. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, "Who do I need to take hostage to get one I, of those blue check marks?" I am, um, I'm ver- verified on Twitter, um, but. I have a lot of followers for for an Australian. So I think when they went to Australia, they were just like, who are the people who have lots of followers? <laughs> we should verify them. They're probably Bring me your famous. most famous Australian. I think that's really what, it's, what, and you what were it like, was like. You were like put in an so ATV I got, and driven. I got verified early on and then people ask me all the time, how do you get verified? And I'm like, I don't fucking, I've got, I honestly don't know. It happened. Because <laughs> I'm obviously at the right level. Did you realize it one day? shit to be enforced. Yeah. Did you wake up one day and you were like, oh, good. No, no, they sent me a thing and they said, hey, you know. Congratulations. Congratulations. Was it I a guess. congratulations? Might have said There must be a committee and they probably take it way too seriously. No, they're like, they're like the people, these are the people we need to poach for our they're thing. They're probably listening right now. Yeah, but we need to get, well, the verification committee. We need to get you guys over to our new league. It's the future. Oh, if anyone's at Twitter they're listening. they're the sort of people who we want. Yeah. If there's any way you could experience. get Andy Peters, at Andy Peters, oh, yeah, that's good. get rid of him, make that me, but I'm for now I'm at Andy okay. underscore Peters. Let's, Let's There's not let's not brush over this. I'm actually Will underscore Anderson, and the person. Oh, who, we're fellow underscores. The person who was Will Anderson actually eventually was like, "You can have it if you want," and I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't really." So care. we're in the same boat. So, so I left it. I've actually changed my middle name to underscore. No, I um, it was just easier. It was easier. I didn't <laughs> want to change my Twitter handle. I've got a lot of followers. Uh, I've underscore been verified. Crushed it last night. No, I um, so I think that. Uh, I think that let's see what power this podcast has because we have had success before. There was an article about me on my Wikipedia page, like they'd linked to an article and there was information on the Wikipedia page um, about a thing that wasn't true, like where I had been done over by like a newspaper thing, but that was being used as a source. And I talked about that on the podcast. And one of the listeners went and fixed it up and that's been Mm -hmm. fixed. But there's also comical things. There is an ama- uh, there is an Australian a person called Yahoo Serious. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, right. I remember his films. They would show him on Comedy Central all the time. Right. So we uh, talked about him on this podcast once, and I was talking with Rove McManus, who yeah. you know, and Rove and I were joking about Yahoo Serious and talking about him and looking at his website and stuff, and um, we decided that we would try to get it put on Wikipedia that um he rove was currently in like a co-production uh for a movie called the spiders from mars with yahoo series and somebody did it and somebody sent me a message yesterday to go you know that thing that like you joked about 18 months is still on yahoo series's wikipedia page oh that's 18 months anyone who's like looked up he's hoping it gets like like, it generates some heat he's like i know it's not true but i'll make that movie maybe yeah i'm in (laughs) he's calling rove every day Uh. Every day, Rove does this. Rove doesn't get him blocked because he likes his bit. Yeah, because Yahoo rings up and he's like, "Hey, it's Yahoo," and Rove's like, "Serious?" <laughs> <laughs> every day he does it because he just enjoys. That the happens yard. every day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I know that we said goodbye a few times. That's maybe why people... We saw our light a long time ago. We should have said that's my time and got off stage, <laughs> but... Uh, we're, Drop it in the rankings. Uh, thank you very much, for uh, uh, mate. Uh, people, check out uh, Andy's Twitter. Uh, tell him uh, that you heard him on the podcast. Uh, let's see uh, what power this uh, podcast had. Let's see if we can get him verified. Oh, my God. On Twitter. I'm not, I'm not saying we can do like, that. I'm going to tingle down my I'm, I'm just... I'm literally, we've given the internet a lot in this podcast. (laughs) We really have. Can the internet give us a small... We've given the world a lot in this podcast. You know what? That could be in your your little um, wish list. You could put that in your gift wish list. You can get podcasts? Well, no, you could give, like, say, Twitter verification, right? Oh. You know what I mean? Because somebody somebody might not have the money to buy you an actual present, but they might have the expertise. They know a dude who works at Twitter or whatever, and they go, you know what? I can actually get him that. I bought you 2,000 Happy birthday, Andy. Um, uh, By the way, you're now... uh, I think if you turn on your Twitter, you'll notice <laughs> something blue that I got. I you. would totally take that as a gift. Right. Like more followers and a verification. If you could give that to me as a present. So we've given you that internet. Great. All you can give us in return is a verified tip. <laughs> All right. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>